everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, the Digimon Rewatch Experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And today we are back from the movies to cover, uh, to start after the, the the section after the Digimon Emperor arc. The I guess you call it like maybe like the, the restoration arc. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, bit it's a, very... a bit of a denouement between between arcs. Between arcs, yes, exactly. So it's kind of like how episode... like, like how fourteen arc, wasn't really part of the Edamon arc, but it was yeah. like not the Edamon arc. That's right. Yeah. yeah. This the... is the this is the Goku driving lesson. This is this is the the episode in, in, in Dragon Ball Z when who's in the hospital and they realize that uh, Vegeta went to space. Is that like <laughs> DBC's yes. version of loss? Yeah, yeah. No, Piccolo barges into the hospital and finds Goku writhing on the bed. Okay, perfect. Or he's starting off the day strong. Okay, okay, it's been less than a minute. It's been fifty nine seconds and we already have a loss. Can't believe this. Uh. <laughs> At least it's our first lost reference of the podcast. I'm pretty sure, like as a whole. So uh, we... I don't know. I don't have enough faith in us to say to say yes to that. I guess we'll. I guess we'll have to go over the tapes. But today we're covering episodes 22 and 23. Uh, we had a pretty big episode with the movie last week, so we're we're keeping it a little small. Even though, yeah, given one of the episodes in this is not so small, so <laughs> we're, we're keeping it we're keeping it slim and svelte here. You know, slim and svelte yes. for the end of the year. Uh, happy holidays to everyone, whether you celebrate Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever you may celebrate. Uh, happy holidays from our Novacast family to yours. By the way, yes, happy season, uh, happy, season's greetings. Happy, happy winter Enemus to uh, to everyone out there. So, Tom, oh, would you it is like December to start? Ween, isn't it? <laughs> it is December just, Ween. Like, that, okay, never mind. I'll explain that later. Um, Tom, would you like to start the holidays off with episode 22? Yes, absolutely. I'd like to start uh, with episode 22. This is called, in the dub, Davis Cries Wolfmon. Um, and this is a fun one where we have a lot of seeing the kids back at school doing, you know, slice of life stuff. Quite fun. So I haven't really seen them at school like this in a while. So it's fun to see Yole's in chemistry class blowing stuff up. Cody's in A class of some sort, probably like English or literature or whatever. And you have Davis, Kari and TK doing gym, PE. We call it PE. Um, But yeah, gym. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, Davis being like, oh, TK and Kari are so close, ooh, what's that about? I'm, I, I, woe is me, I'm, I'm envious. And we find out that, actually, Vimon apparently is also smitten for Gatomon, which uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but that's the thing. Sorry, no no editorialising, but... <laughs> yes, Vimon is smitten for Gatomon, but Gatomon is very much just happy to clown on Vimon, much like Kari is happy to clown on Davis and his subpar basketball skills. Anyway, they all meet up after school and go to the digital world where they're assisting in cleaning up the mess that the Digimon Emperor and also sort of they caused as well. So, you know, just repairing buildings, you know, stopping floods, that kind of thing. You know, there's, there's, they're helping everyone out. So, while this is all going on, Davis has an idea. He would like to have Vimon go to his champion form. And apparently he's been thinking about this for quite a while. Because he's come up with a number of harebrained schemes to get Vimon to, you know, trigger his evolution, basically, into into champion form. Vimon 
isn't responding well to any of this naturally and doesn't really care for being deceived by Davis, who kind of goes a bit a bit Joker and and starts like throwing them off bridges and stuff to try and get into Digivolve. It all ends with them aggravating a Tortomon, who is like a big, you know, like dino tortoise dinosaur triceratops type kind of kind of Digimon that starts rampaging after them. They they get chased and you know they pass by some of the some of the other gang who really just don't care and are happy to let Davis and Vimon get on with it, and then it ends with Tortomon sort of cornering them on the edge of a cliff. They try to fight it, doesn't go too well, uh, and it's in this predicament that Vimon finally is able to evolve into champion, uh, and he becomes X Vimon. X Vimon kind of handily deals with Tortomon and sends him on his way, and uh, then the gang reunite back with the back with the group. You know, Davis is very happy to have a champion form at last. So, and that's the end of that story. So, I really so, like this one. I got. I thought it was a nice. A ni- it, it is funny in a vacuum. I got beef with this episode, though. <laughs> well, okay. Before I, I we think, get to, I think I know what you have to say say about this. Yeah, I think I get, know what it's going to be, and I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna sit back and simmer for a bit, so you can keep being yeah. positive. Okay. But, but, but before we get into the, the the differences here, and and to be honest, I knew there was going to be some differences because there's some joke. There's like one joke towards the end about like washing hands and stuff, which I thought this is clearly something else that didn't translate really well. So I look forward to that. I just wanted to say this. I I kind of like this as like a cute sort of comedy episode. Uh, it is a little bit weird how Davis is just happy to kind of, you know, he's kind of like a he's kind of like a. Uh, a psychopath in this one to be honest he's just very he's very happy to be like um kind of throw his friends you know into the into dangerous scenarios in order to try and get what he wants and also it just feels like this is something that's come kind of out of nowhere like we haven't really heard davis talk about champion forms much besides like that one episode where they see angemon so um kind of strange <laughs> but it kind of yeah. works as like a comedy episode so i i'm i'm kind of I'm kind of okay with it for the most part. It um, reminds and, and me. You know what? I've actually maybe I've come to just like Davis more, but like I did like him in this episode. I thought he, I thought he was fun. So and not as not necessarily as annoyingly bratty as normal. It's more just like yeah, he's a brat, but it's kind of like okay, I'm I'm okay with it. So he um, has a lot. He wants to prove. Mayberry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's kind of like on his. It's it's, all, it's obviously been playing on his mind and. And that, so I kind of get it. I'm, I'm kind of like okay with Davis as he is here, but he is still very much Davis as opposed to uh, Daisuke, I guess. Yeah, and this. Ep- if I oh, might step in just for one second, yeah, I think like what makes the changes bug me a little bit is that he is very much like this is very a very Daisuke core episode in the sub. Like the dub makes it entirely selfish. Everything he does in this episode is because he's like jealous and kind of bratty, which is like, you know, it's funny. It is funny. Like I'm not going to try to take away from that at all. It makes for a very entertaining episode, but I like how in the sub, they still manage to keep the comedy while keeping his character, like very kind and, and pure in a way. Like sure. he, in the, in the, in the sub, he doesn't want Vimon to evolve for himself. He wants it because Vimon's apparently been telling him a lot how he wants to evolve lately. So he organized all this oh. to help his friend. Okay. Yeah, and, that feels like a big detail to like not bring over. Yeah, because he explicitly says in the sub, it's like I I want both of us to get better so that we can you know impress people. And Vimon says, yeah, I really want to you know get stronger so that I can catch Gatomon's eye. And he goes, yeah, you've been telling me that a lot lately. 
so in wait in both okay i mean it makes sense obviously given the animation but that just feels so weird in both versions that vmon suddenly and as far as i can tell for this episode only has the hots for gatomon it's very out of nowhere yeah i i i I thought it was like a dub thing until i watched the sub as well and then yeah it's it's in there too um but everything that like there's multiple points in the episode where where davis is just like a complete brat like where he blames his teammates for for making him lose in basketball and uh like when they anger toward him on like he says it's vmon's fault for not evolving and all those lines are changed from the sub where they're instead like nice lines like him being a, a sweetheart like in in the basketball thing like he's bragging a bit after he gets a slam dunk but then he you know takes a ball to the face and, and falls on the floor and says oops i probably shouldn't let myself get a big head about this <laughs> and um yeah during like you know the, the tortamon incident he's not angry at vimon he's upset that everyone else is blaming it on him when it was tortamon's fault that <laughs> everything got going and we'll get into that in a second because um why Tortamon gets angry is very different in the sub. It's very uh, Which, gross. Given it's that, disgusting. That the dub is oh. called Davis Cries Wolfmon, you would think that that sub reasoning like would make more sense with it, but it doesn't. Also, I have to say, in terms of that dream sequence that he had, him doing the flips was like oddly hilarious to me. Yeah, I, I, just, I, like, I really love that. He, he, he just starts like doing flips to lay next to Carter. I'm like, this is so extra. I have to appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's just a, it, it it's a really fun, weird yeah. it, it, it's it's a really silly like uh like romantic fantasy scene or whatever where like he's just sort of like clapping or whatever in the background. It's like um I don't know. I guess it's like oh oh well, what, what does a kid feel think uh, a girl liking him looks like? I guess um yeah. so that was kind of funny, which captures it very well. I really liked Vimon's uh or oh, oh, I guess their like collective interpretation of what a like. Dance a, a good dancer, Vimon evolution would look it's, like, like weird, like crayon drawing. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that's very so cool. weird. In the sub, that's a direct callback to um the Andromon episode earlier in this season, where that's right. um, okay, he he says that he wants Vimon to evolve into Ultra Anjumon to one up TK. Okay. Um, so oh, in this, course. they bring that back, yeah. and that's why that's why it looks kind of like Anjumon. Is like I'm, I want you to become Ultra Anjumon. He goes, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, because okay, it just looks was, like a I weird like. This like, seems so weird. It looks like a weird jester or something, like kind of almost Piedmon esque. Where I was just like, yeah. okay, this, this looks like Stork. Going to this looks like the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yes, uh, Vimon's trick. Yeah, um, it's it feels like a drawing that someone on the animation team, they're like they're like three year old child drew and they just snuck it into the show yeah like it has that it has that kind of feel but um <laughs> which honestly honestly i'd be okay with that's kind of that'd be kind of cute yeah but, it would be. Um, yeah. but, but yeah so i i like in in the sub how even though this episode's very silly and comedic like daisuke is still very like understatedly sweet in it it's like in the the part when they they fall off the bridge and into the water in the the dub like davis is complaining it's like oh you know uh, why couldn't you just evolve? That would make everything so much, you know, better and whatever. And I can't believe my plans failed. Whereas in the sub, he immediately says, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I arranged all the stuff to try to help you out, but uh, it didn't work." And then Vimon says, "Oh, you did all that for me." And then I'm sorry. I wasn't able to live up to your expectations. Aww. And it's like it's a very like sweet moment in a in a very comedic episode. I like that a lot. But, you know what this um, ep- episode? Oh, sorry. Can I, just, can I just point out that Davis tried to like? No, Davis didn't even try. He did cut a rope bridge. In both versions, like both of them did that. Daisuke, Daisuke yeah. did that. So yeah, he, I'm kind of okay that, with yeah. him kind of being a bit like <laughs> not, really, you know, considering <laughs> he just did something like 
kind of crazy. Um, he, I'm kind of okay with him also being like bratty about it afterwards, or or irrational, <laughs> or reasonable about it afterwards. If you know what I mean. Um, the the, the I, things honestly, in this episode kind of play. They kind of play a bit nicer with Davis's uh, Davis's personality <laughs> than Daisuke's. I just like the the Daisuke version because like there's this like this cute contrast between him being like very like hyperactive and and over the top in his plans and him being very sincere in what his actual goal is. Like his sure. plans are ridiculous and over the top, but like they're all to help his friend. And when they don't they don't work, like he feels bad. Not because you know you put his friend in danger, but because they didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think yeah. with Daisuke, I think with Davis's Davis's motivation being like, you know, for V-Mont to Digivolve is mostly just because, you know, he thinks it'll get Kari to notice him, or just generally think, you know, he's obviously thinking about the attention that will get him in general. I'm kind of okay with it because at the end of the day, you still have the sequence where, oh, why does this work? Oh, because they're in actual danger, and you know, Vimon's trying to protect him, and and he's trying to. You know they've, they've kind of thrown that to one side at the point where where Vimon does actually digivolve, so that's fine. If, if it was like still, it, it won't, it's not like one of his schemes worked, which would be kind of like really rewarding in a poor way, you know. But that's obviously yeah. not, and that's not no version of this story goes that way. So um, that's fine, you know. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. But yeah, I I I think based on what you're saying, I think both versions play well play to the character's strengths well uh yeah and, you like know he, he they've made their bed with davis at this point yeah he's not out of character in another version i just like personally i think it's very sweet the the motivations that he has in the sub where yeah. it's all no, that's to, you know, to help his friend and but that makes the the harebrained schemes like almost more hilarious because it's so much more difficult than it has to be I really, I really do yeah. like the mental image of them like falling off a rope bridge and just being like, "I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry." <laughs> that, that sounds, that sounds kind of fun. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I'm a it's bad cool friend. That, no, you're, yeah. no, you're a great friend. I'm the bad friend. It's basically <laughs> that meme of like the two people falling into a void. Yeah, saying that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So now we're we're getting to the the, the big change of the episode, which is the reason why Tortamon's oh, chasing no. them. I um, think, can I can I guess? Can I guess? You may guess. You may guess. Um, yes. do, do not think too badly of me if my guess is kind of gross, but um, it's probably the same as my guess. Tortamon was taking a shit, and they interrupted him. Believe it or not, no. Oh. He, was he was doing number one. This is a piss episode. Oh Gosh. no! I was close. I was I'm, close. I'm sending the Crack picture in the guard. chat. No. It, it is very disgusting how much they show in this episode. Oh no! Wait, no. they show him peeing? They show him no. pissing with his leg up That's and gross. his hand on his... This is just Drakengard! It's it's gross. It's so <laughs> freaking gross. I hate it so much. And the, so the reason why he chases after... Wow, him, you just posted that right in the Discord. I'm so mad at you. So the, yeah. the reason that... That's why I said, uh, He gets upset isn't wow. because a boulder hit him. It's because he, they walked in on him having a leak. And he's really upset at them. And you know I would what? be upset about that too, to be honest. Just, justifiable, but also he's kind of just out there in the middle of... Like, he's happy to just do it in, like, you know, wherever he pleases. He's not going to the digi water closet or whatever, like, to do it. He's he's just like, yeah. oh yeah, here's this, like, open open space, an open <laughs> yeah. plane. Let's, let's there, there is There right. is a really funny shot, though, where, where Daisuke and Vimon are running away from the boulder, and then they skid to a stop in front of the puddle, run around it, and then keep bolting it at full speed. <laughs> Oh my god, that's okay, that's pretty good. It's but yeah, the rest of the episode is like them 
running around being like, can you save us from this tournament? And they're like, the rest of the team is like, oh, why is it chasing you? It's like, we watched it walking around and pissing and like, oh, that's your fault. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that is. I, I like but that also because dude, them, them just not caring in the slightest is great. Tortomon, though, is not displaying good manners. He is peeing right near the river. That's disgusting. Yeah, How are yeah. all those Digifish going to survive? That's gross. My mans take that to a tree. It's it's really... like I can't get yeah. over how gross it is. Like They just fully showed it. It's It made me That's very just, uncomfortable. I hate it. I'm really upset <laughs> that you showed that. <laughs> Tortomon Tot- would be the Digimon to like, you know, piss in the shower or whatever. Like, it's it's that kind of vibe. So, um, it's not not good. Understandably yeah, evil I Digimon. It. I hate it. The, I was like, I was just thinking the other day. It's like, oh, this season's been a lot more restrained on the toilet humor, and then this slaps humor <laughs> right in the face. This I is mean, like worse than any of the toilet humor in in the in the show. Otherwise, it's yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, and I put that in all caps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like the rest of the episode makes more sense with that context because the reason why Daisuke is so he keeps yelling at him to wash his hands, and that, that's 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 the reason why. <laughs> because... I mean, honestly, this episode was a big 2020 mood because between <laughs> uh, in the dub, uh, I think it's I think it's Davis shouts, "You're slower than the U.S. mail," and then talking <laughs> about how germs are dangerous. I was like, "Wow, this really hits." <laughs> They predicted it twenty years early. Yeah, I'm like, I, 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 I feel like the, the, like, you know, people wandering, especially like anime or whatever, like people wandering on big monster or like, you know, big animal like a bear or something, and like it gives chase because it's grumpy or whatever, like, or it's just like, oh, it's a dangerous animal. Of course, it would chase them. I feel like that's just a trope. So it was kind of like when they saw Tortamon and like Tortamon just decided to chase them for no reason. I just thought it was like, okay, that's like a trope in anime, I guess. Um, you know, like like when they like run into like a Gyarados or whatever in in Pokemon or something like that. You know, that that's I think it's a very common trope in the Pokemon anime too. Um, so have okay, so that raises a couple of things. It's like one, were all those anime that I watched that had that it also taking a leak <laughs> but it was censored for the for the door every gyarados um, was actually peeing every all gyarados or or dragonite or whatever oh charizard well, yeah was was taking it taking a leak um but on um, my actual serious question is like that just makes that whole thing makes it funnier that like the kids are just don't give a fuck about davis <laughs> because it's just like, oh, this thing's chasing me, and there's not a reason for it, which, admittedly, I still think is a flimsy reason. It's just like, we just don't care about you, man. <laughs> like, it's like, Kari's literally like, oh, Davis will figure it out. He always figures it out. And it's like, well, okay, one, I'm not sure what exactly you're basing that on, because <laughs> you seem to have operated as a unit for the most part. Uh, and two, why would you... Okay, yeah, it's just weird. It's just, it's just yeah. weird. I, that, cool. that whole bit and with it, TK and Kari, it was TK is like, should we help? Kari's like, nah. I don't think Tortamon is that <laughs> angry with them, anyways. I was like, what? Like, he is literally chasing them down to eat. Like, what are you talking? How is he not that angry? Yeah. Yeah, Davis, I, Davis I, is extremely the butt of the joke in this episode. It is, and, it is, and, it is, as gross as it is, it is really funny. Just the running joke of of Dice Game one running to everyone saying, "Can you please help us? Why do you need help?" We walked on him and pissing. I was like, "Oh, that's your fault, buddy. Sorry." <laughs> You gotta yeah. deal with it. 
my favorite part was how Cody like goes like he's like okay I'll help and then he's like oh never mind I have a math test for, to study for throws <laughs> the stick runs away it's it's really yes. funny I love I love Cody's moments of of trying to be like a mature adult but then realizing he's still a kid he's still just a tiny little baby child Cody reading out the like weird story at the beginning of the episode was really funny because like it reminded me a lot of when like I do that kind of thing at school. <laughs> Just really funny because I usually equip like a way more monotone voice than I probably needed needed to because that was just how um that's just how we, you read things when you're like yeah ten and you don't really care. It's, <laughs> so. it's speaking of that part. It's worth mentioning that in the sub, it's a the story he's reading is a little bit more thematically appropriate. All right. Because in the in the sub, um, he reads the, the story begins similarly. It's like there was a, a you know a country whose king died and. They celebrated his demise, but they were sorrowful for all the destruction he had wrought, which is, you know, like a very easy parallel to what they're actually doing in that episode with cleaning up after sure. uh, the Emperor's yeah. mess, essentially. Um, but in the sub, they changed it, in, or in the dub, they changed it instead, too. Uh, but they were sad because the king died uh, due to standing on the wrong end of a cannon, and it's like, oh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> poor, poor sod. I uh, mean, that's good. to be that's fair, funny. with how Chimeramon turned out... Yeah, Ken kind of did stand on the end of the cannon. Yeah, Ken sewing. Uh, yes, Ken reaping. Gets eaten by Chimeramon. <laughs> no. This um, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, this episode feels like one of like the earliest episodes of O One of Adventure. Yeah. And like when like they're first getting like their evolution, like it sort of feels like that, where it's like a, a brief one-off episode. That obviously, like, you know, connects to the rest, but it's very episodic, yeah. and it's just very, like, centrally focused on one character. They get into their situation, they solve they solve the problem, and it's kind of simple in that way, and I do kind of like it like that. Like, I like how it is going back to be simpler after yep. such a heavy arc ending, and for us, having just covered a very strange OVA. Yeah. yeah it, 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 I was going to mention this. This is, this is like, a clear... It just feels like an event, an episode of, of of one in the best sense. Like the, some of those earlier episodes of of Adventure One could be kind of a bit too simplistic and formulaic. This didn't feel like so much like that, and I wonder if it's just because it was kind of like a breather after such a serialized arc, and especially because yeah. the last episode was was fairly heavy. Uh, <laughs> it's a palate cleanser. Yeah, not quite as heavy as the next one, but you know, it's uh, it's a good episode to slot in, and I like that they get kind of go to the chase as well of like, oh, what should we do immediately afterwards? Oh, let's you know, let's because uh, they they could have done an episode like the one with the um, the sheriffs. I forget what the hell they were called. Um, uh, Star Star Mon, Deputy Mon, Deputy Mon, yeah, which felt like such a filler episode, and I feel like this is the first episode since that that's been you like that, like like so just monster of the week or whatever um but th this felt a lot better than that because you you ended it with like a actual story progression because in with the arrival of xvmon um who i like a lot xvmon's yeah. pretty cool i think the the, the 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 sequence of events after he's um after he evolves is like one of the funniest things i've ever seen though because he he shows up he immediately gets knocked down by tortamonga his crotch stomped down by this big dinosaur thing shows v punch as he kicks it in the face and then giant swings it it's like any yeah. of those would be funny on their <laughs> own but all together it, it's hysterical to me he said so long gay tortomon <laughs> <laughs> i was very confused about that because i was like wait 
did he kick him? I mean, he said kick, so he must have kicked him because I was like, but they looked like a fist. And I was just like, well, maybe I'm just not that familiar with what XVMon's, you know, limbs look like. <laughs> but I guess no, no, you were right. Uh, they, they, they it's, it yeah. <laughs> it's it's so yeah, funny. Like the again. the animation of a turtle on stomping on him. Like I think it's supposed to be his stomach, but like they put his foot too low, so it looks like he's just like gas pedaling him aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh well. There was a a thing in this episode that did bother me though. Uh besides besides the the now fact of Tordomon peeing which besides, will forever bother me. Yeah, this is uh, we, we talked about <laughs> in season 1 the 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 Vademon episode was the poop episode. This is the piss episode forever now. This is not uh, let, let's there's no uh, episode title. No one no one no one no on the level of the Vademon episode like Oh no, like... not not in terms of quality but just in terms of of <laughs> How much uh, bodily uh, excrement they they feature? Problematicness. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But yeah. There's. No, it's okay. the The thing that bothered me is so there's a point in the episode when they're they're fixing things where Kari and TK are talking and they're like, I mean, at the beginning of the episode, they don't necessarily understand like why they're still allowed to go to the digital world because, of course. In uh, the first series, after they beat the Dark Masters, after the digital world was restored, uh, they had to leave, basically. And the gate was essentially closed, and they couldn't go back. And But now that the Digimon Emperor has been beaten, they're still able to come back. So they're kind of confused about that, and they sort of come to the thing of, like, oh, like is it because of the cleanup? And they're like, well, no, like that can't be why we're still here, because like we volunteered for that. But then... Uh, TK and Kari come to the conclusion that there's a new enemy, and it's like there's like there has to be something out there that we don't know about yet. It's like why would you jump to that conclusion? <laughs> and better I yet, why would you jump to that conclusion but also not think about the freaky dark place that Kari was like <laughs> sucked into? Like, how do you think there's a new enemy but like don't connect the dot to that? And I understand why because Dark Ocean is never brought up again, but it makes no sense. Oh, that's a, not true. The Dark Ocean is brought up next episode. Oh, okay. Okay, you're right. Uh, well, after it, next uh, episode, it's uh, basically never never I'm, brought up again. You you know what I mean. I'm making the four face. I'm making the four face because because is it is it though? I mean, it depends. I guess maybe maybe it is in the sub, but in the dub, it's kind it of is. like it's it, on screen, but it's not. Okay, we'll get to that. Um, it's not. It's not covered. Yeah, I don't we'll like get to that. Yeah, TK, TK feels like he's been way too meta here. Yeah, I agree. It's like he's he's far too like cognizant of the fact that like. Uh, you know, yeah, in the past they've never really been allowed to just be part of the digital world. But this series has he, had he a lot knows of... Gen- he knows that Jedi is such a douchebag that is, as soon as they fix everything, they're just going to get kicked out. So they're like, well, we're still <laughs> here, so obviously obviously, there's something that we still need to fix. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a thing, though. They've never, they've never actually seen Jedi in this episode, in this series. Yeah. Like, so that's a thing. And on those, uh, maybe that changes. Uh, I can't remember, but and also the, the, their like relationship with the digital world is so different in this series. I feel like because a they're not in there for like extended periods of time. Like they have been coming and going, so that's different already. And the the notion that they can't be involved in cleanup or whatever almost comes across as a bit arrogant, to be honest. Because it's just like like oh we can't be doing cleanup. That'd be that'd be nonsense or whatever i know it's not really meant to be that but 
it kind of comes off that way, you, you know, yeah. when it, TK starts talking. So like, it makes, like, it makes start, sense. It started cleaning up for like two, two minutes. It makes sense. that It started cleaning up for like two minutes and then was just like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Let's come up with some bullshit. <laughs> Get yeah, me out. That'd be, that'd be so funny if like, if they, were just, they just beat the Emperor and then peaced out. It's like, have fun repairing your world. Bye. Yeah, like... <laughs> it's like very, dam- very damage control. It, it yeah. makes sense why TK would brought, bring it up because... You know, like he, he was there for the Devmont thing. He was there for Edamon. Like he, he was there. Out of all, out of all these Destined, the the group of five, he was there for everything, right? So it makes sense that he feels that there is some greater, greater, grander sure. purpose that he doesn't know about. But it feels so like, uh, like turn and wink at the camera type of thing. That like, yeah, it's not. It's, if, it's frustrating. Where I'm just like, I don't like. It makes no sense for TK. To just bring it up out of nowhere, be like, "Oh, I bet we're still needed, huh?" Wink. It's also funny to just have in the middle of this episode because it makes the whole thing sort of feel like it's supposed to be a filler episode, and it's like acknowledging the fact it is when it's not even a filler episode. It's like actually, you know, hey, Remon becomes a champion form. Like it's a fairly major episode in the, in the grand scheme of things. Like it's, it's yeah, it's strange. It just feels like it's trying to. It's like hand waving itself away as like not not an important episode for some reason for no good reason that's for sure so um it, it, there, there are ways you can write that like the characters being you know self-aware or unconscious of like how things have been in the past and how things have generally changed in the past and tk or kari would be definitely the ones to sort of bring that up but like not like this <laughs> they, just, they just didn't write it well so it feels it feels very little... sudden yeah, it feels yeah, it feels exactly. too sudden, basically. Exactly. Yeah, it, also, it just feels I, like they're they're winking at like the kids watching and be like, "Keep watching, kids. We're not done yet." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I just I just find it yeah kind of kind of goofy, but it is an aside in the in the middle of like an otherwise unrelated episode. So you know, maybe it's fine. But yeah, I I, I agree, Sloan. It's very sort of turn wink at the camera. Yeah, it just feels a little too much like. There has to be a reason for them to be there, which like obviously they're chosen children and like they're digidestined, however you want to call it. Like we've been yeah. over in the past about uh, the differences between what their their group name means in the sub versus in the dub. <laughs> yes. But it feels so much like they think that like it, it makes it feel so much that they think that they can only be there for like some sort of big event as opposed to like. Just coming and going as you please, helping out. Like it's the wrong thing to just, bring attention to. Uh, I it, think yeah, it's it's, it's a weird thing to bring attention to at a weird time, yeah. out of out of basically nowhere, or not basically out of nowhere. Because I mean, there is a reason they would think like, hey, like it kind of is like, hey, we're slowly become. That's cool, but like, why not just leave it at that? Like, hey, we can still open the digiport. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, or or even maybe just like if you must have the characters be conscious of the fact, like this seems like. This seems different from last time. Maybe you like tie it into like, oh, Davis, like Vimon just digivolved. Like, surely, you know, surely there's a reason for that or something like that. So, because there, there has been, it's not like the show hasn't sort of mentioned, dealt with the um, sort of more deterministic uh, elements before, like, um, you know, the whole homeostasis stuff in. in uh, yeah, I mean, I don't in, necessarily in have a problem one. with that. It is more of yeah. the context it is brought up in out of nowhere, yeah, 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 and right, how right. they immediately come to the conclusion there has to be a new enemy. Like that to me feels too much. 
in well, this yeah. situation. Like that's that's uh, my complaint is for them to be like, oh, there's a new enemy, and I guess we're just so the wait and see. It's like, <laughs> okay, go off, I guess. I don't like TK being the paranoid one. <laughs> he seems kind of like the one who you know he 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 is very much he should be the cooler heads prevail guy, but sometimes in this in this series they've been writing him as a bit more like anxious or whatever and i'm not sure i like it because um uh yeah i just want him to be like the cool guy <laughs> the sort of objectively cooler one uh i, want I mean he is pretty cool in this episode look how he was he was just just true. dunking on uh davis basically literally yeah true i um okay when I, this is a pivot and apologies for this but when I was watching this episode, Uh-oh. and I was like, you were getting Davis's uh, plans, Davis's plans, uh, where he's like, oh, all these woodmen and Vegemon are going to dress up giant Digimon. And I was just thinking, uh, and then, uh, okay, that's a weird plan. And then they did the, the rope bridge thing, and I first I thought, oh, he's the Joker. But then I realized what this actually is. Davis is Nathan Fielder. Like, <laughs> these plans... <laughs> These plans. The plan. Oh my god! I nearly yes. kill myself and my Digimon to I get Digimon to Digivolve into so... Mega Dancermon. You're you're so right. Oh my god! I literally <laughs> wrote in my notes. I put the plan: drop Remon off a bridge to make him Digivolve. <laughs> got it. We, can, we gotta call this episode Davis for you yes. now. We can't not call it that. <laughs> yes. We have to. Okay. Or no. finding XVmon. My, yes. my name is Davis Motomia, and I graduated from Japan's <laughs> top universities with really good with grades. With really good grades. Yes! <laughs> yes. My vision this is, really is yeah. a Nathan for you bit. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the plan. That's that's where all the plans come from. Oh, oh The plan? God. Get Vmon dance lessons and tap shoes, so Gatamon will like that's him. That's even better, because it's just like... Yeah, yeah, it needs to be something kind of like, um, um, you know, nonchalant or domestic or whatever. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, you could, yeah, exactly. That would exactly. that would be a Nathan for you bit is getting yeah, exactly. Vimon tap shoes and teaching him to dance, but very poorly. Yeah, exactly. Like oh it's a big God. cleanup, op- a big cleanup operation. What if you, yeah, what if you <laughs> became a dancer? <laughs> uh, that shows so the plan: good. clean up the digital world so they will willingly appoint me their new Digimon emperor. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I could the do plan, this all day. The plan: wish for your brother to get hit by a car so your parents will oh, love you again. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I had just finished swallowing water so I don't destroy oh, my computer. Man. The plan Sorry. gets Sloan to destroy her computer so she can't write more Jomi fanfiction. Oh so the entire God. the entire podcast gets destroyed. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. So I just I just have to say that there. Um, uh, God, I'm just yes. I'm just picturing Davis in the really big suit now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, wait for the app. Oh, oh no, no, that's Ty. I'm thinking of Ty. Yeah, no. um. but like no, like it has to be like the like the flame like jacket he has, but it's like really big. <laughs> yes. Oh man, yes, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh god. my god. Okay. Sorry for derailing the episode. <sighs> oh jeez, um. thank you for that. That's that's so much. <laughs> but yeah, no, no worries. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh. Um, I didn't. 
I, I, I forgot what this was like was gonna happen in this episode. So when I saw that like that giant fake Digimon, I'm like, why is this happening? I'm like, yeah, it's clearly confused. not a Digimon. I would recognize. And well, like I there's eyes in his dang mouth. And then it was like, oh, okay, that's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I kind of thought it was one because it was just like, obviously it looked silly. But then I was just thinking of like Monzimon and Digimon like that, you know, it was like scrap looking Digimon on. Wouldn't be new by any stretch, so I was kind of like, "Why is this Digimon?" Monzaemon's like, depressed to, younger cousin. Think, who the hell is Wolf? <laughs> Sad Monzaemon. Because I was just thinking, if you wanted to do that gag, what you just say, Gururumon, right? and then and then the actual episode happened. I was like, "Oh, it's they just made it up, right?" Which yeah, I guess it's, it's a word title. You're just gonna make up the names of Digimon. I feel like yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna make up the names of Digimon. Like the... This is probably a right one to do it with. So sorry. Yeah, this feels like like their their third or fourth choice for a title. Like it doesn't seem like a. <laughs> Uh, yeah. A good like first pick. You yeah. know they probably thought they probably thought. Do we call it Wagurumon? Uh, you know, but then you have to show Wagurumon, uh, and then they were like, <laughs> no, because he's not in the episode, and there was probably a big fight over that. I, I, I bet. That's, yeah, tables, I bet tables were thrown at the, <laughs> at the Fox Kids Studios. Yes, yes, exactly. It's that, it's that meme. Um, Duck Dynasty meme. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, enough, enough, enough memes in the show. Right, enough memes in this episode. Um, Never enough memes. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say about this one? The 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 one last thing I want to say, I think it's it's weird that Exodemon's signature attack is called V Laser, even though it clearly shoots an X out of its stomach when it does that. <laughs> Boy, I really Boy, hope, I sure got hope fired someone got fired for that blunder. Okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah. There we go. That's, third that's all. third third meme's a charm. It's uh, what do you think about? Out? Its name in Japanese is spelled literally just like the letters X and V, so it looks like fifteen. Fifteen mon. <laughs> Fifteen wait, one. Hold on, I'm hold not, on. Okay, wait. That's that's um that's the that's the fucking um uh Elon Musk baby name, isn't it? That's like that's oh all. God. The, uh, immediately, I start thinking of that. Like that's that's what this is. Oh my god. A E X twelve. Uh, sword yes. emoji, rat emoji. A E I O U. John Madden. John Madden. Um, <laughs> Bond. God, like... The numbers don't lie. Lie. <laughs> <laughs> And they spelled disaster for you, Vimon. <laughs> Me and Smojo. I got. <laughs> we can't go down the road again. Okay, sorry. Uh, I I gotta say I do like the when you bring that up. I do like the dub change of like spelling out the name instead it's... of like in the sub where it's just V dash Mon. I'm like I don't like that. That's yeah, weird. It's it's better. Yeah, I, the, I like the E X V E E. It's cooler in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. V V. V with the V E is is much preferable. I really don't like seeing that in the in the in like I think one of the like Digimon games like on mobile once just had Vimon like in the Japanese spelling. And I was just like that that just looks wrong. Yeah, it's like, it's bad. I don't I don't like it. Like just make it a a name. Like it's X or X V or V isn't like a Digimon. Like it's not a name. <laughs> I like Roman when numeral. I, I like when Pokemon like has weird names for Pokemon, like Type Null and stuff like that, um, or Mister Mime. But I don't like Digimon doing it. I, I, I think it's a very, it's a very decent structure. Also, a lot of those names are already really strange. Like, especially when you get into like the Davis names and stuff like that. Like uh, that and the sheer amount of drama. Or the villain of the the V Tamer game that we'll talk about uh, next episode. Um, oh, which is called yes. Moon Millennium Mon, but there's a silent equal sign between those two words. Yeah, that's, I've also seen. I've also seen I it as a Millennium dot. Mon's naming structure. It's so, so stupid and dumb, and I love it. Yeah, 
I'm yeah, kind of more into that, idiot. but I'm also I'm also one still of, not. Really one of its it. other forms <laughs> is called Zed Millennium Mon, and it's pronounced Z apostrophe D Millennium Mon. Oh god, that's so it's dumb. Star Wars called Zed Millennium Mon. That's like Star Wars naming structure. It's it's really silly. Yeah, it's like why why is it called that even though it's like. The, the, the letter Z is only pronounced Z in America. Why'd you Why'd you do that? Why'd you alienate <laughs> most of the world? So yeah, you did it, one they did it for us. <laughs> they did it for us. <laughs> Z. Um, I have a question though, because I'm, I'm I'm kind of I, ever since I learned about the existence of Vigilmon and like Vigilmon's you know kind of place in the Digimon canon and like how prominent that is in like the early manga and stuff like that. How I'm surprised. That it doesn't evolve into Vigilmon. and I wonder why. Other than like, because I don't, I, I have to imagine XVMon. I can't tell if XVMon already existed or if it was made specifically it to was, have it, it Vmon get a like for... more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, English. I think that's that's like I'm 95 percent sure that's why is that XVMon's more marketable. Like Vigilmon, it's like it's kind of dumpy. Like it's got like a gut and um, yeah, like it's... he's he's yeah he's got a weird like. Not like a weird body, but like you know what I mean. Like he is not like the the cool, like fast, like please do not body shame. Kind of muscly. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even. No, I don't mean to body shame Vitramon. Yeah, think... He's he's valid, and I love him. I do think yeah they they wanted the the iconography of you know the the Vimon line, which was fa- at this point famous because Vimon was both in the you know the uh water swan games as rio's partner and it's confirmed those games by the way this is the same vmon that davis eventually gets um, wait whoa okay and that's interesting yeah which is which is why uh him and warmon are the first two that get um jogress evolutions because they have ah. that existing connection between each other okay that's huh i like um, that okay. But That's yeah, so, but they Vimon was also the partner of the you know the guy from the V Tamers um, manga that actually predates the anime, and right. yeah, I'm pretty sure it was this. It's the same reason why when when Savers came out, even though you know Marcus has Agumon as his partner, um, his evolutions are completely different from Ty's Agumon's because they want to have that recognizable character right in the forefront, but they don't want to keep it the exact same. That makes Ty, sense. I thought I thought Ty was in 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 V Tamers. Only someone called Ty. It's 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 a Ty. It's not it's not D yeah. Ty, but it's a Ty. Yeah, it's a I saw character. someone talking about this on Twitter recently, just like completely randomly. Um, and I was like, wait, what? Because I had no idea of that. I, I, I guess it's similar to like again, not sorry to keep bringing up Pokemon on this Digimon podcast. Um, but it's kind of similar to like I guess there's an Ash in or like a Red or whatever in the. It's like electric tail, electric tail of Pikachu, which is the like one of the Pokemon mangas. Like that isn't Pokemon special. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's like got yeah. an Ash, but it's not it's not the same Ash. So right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Vigimon's cool, so I was kind of like wondering why they went down that route, but route, route but Xvmon also also pretty cool. Um, yeah, X- yeah, I like X-Vimon? I like Vigimon and Xvimon. They're both they're both cool in like their own ways. Like they're they're both yeah. so starkly different and recognizable, and I I really dig them both. What what I find really interesting though is that um, Xvimon resembles Arrow Vigimon, which is Vigimon's ultimate form, more than it re- resembles like normal Vimon or Vigimon rather. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe oh, yeah, kind of, talk, a little bit. The best, but maybe they just took the best parts of that then and and. You know, they said, "Oh, that's that's you know a good starting point 
for like a, yeah. a more marketable Vmon form or something. Um, so uh, yeah, possibly. I, I I really like. I think the distinct difference here, and it took me a while to like realize this or whatever. But all the armor forms, obviously, they're bigger than like the rookie forms, but they're like more. You know, most of them come up to like say, you know, like Yuli's height or whatever. Like you know, as the tallest one of the group. Um, so they're not they're not huge. Okay, well, like, actually, I guess I guess Pegasus Mon and Nefertiti Mon are a bit bigger, but they're not like huge. Like if you think about Greymon's size or even Garurumon's size or or you know Bergemon, and that's like some of those champion forms are really big. And I didn't really realize it until now, where you have XV Mon, who is also really tall, really tall. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, that's kind of a nice way to differentiate. It's like they get champion forms, and the champion forms are are, are huge compared to compared to like you know Flamejamon or house him on and, and stuff like that so uh although i'm trying to remember now how big how big um aquila mon is but we'll, we'll we'll find out soon i'm guessing um we'll find out yeah, pretty I, so- sooner than you think sooner than i think yeah absolutely yeah so yeah that's that's my piece on this episode overall i, I had a lot of fun with it even though i have you know those um those complaints about piss and localization changes <laughs> Time to it's take so much Says uh, also, yeah, I guess, uh, last comment. I guess I kind of took the piss out of this episode, huh? Oh dear. Waka um, waka. Speaking of... That was the least enthusiastic waka waka I've ever heard. Speaking I, have, I have not done an enthusiastic waka waka on this waka. podcast. That one takes uh, the record, though. That, that, that one is the, the least energy I've ever heard. Speaking <laughs> speaking of uh, Sloan, how about we take a break before we uh, move on to the to the next episode? I think that sounds good. We'll be right back. Hey, it doesn't really matter who you are. You might as well be a superstar. Because everything is going way too far. And we're back. We took a quick break because we have a big episode coming up with episode 23, The Genesis of Evil, or Ooh. in the sub, When a Digivice is Seeped in Darkness. And would you both mind if I take the reins on this one? Go for it. Go ahead. Lots to cover, so you better start soon. Better start now. So the episode starts out with Ken lying in bed in a very, like, sort of, in some sort of cross between, like, a nightmare-filled, like, fitful sleep. And I guess you could say, like, a coma almost in the fact that he cannot wake up. And a lot of this episode goes over the the past with Ken's life. There's a lot of internal monologuing about, at least in the the dub, how Ken feels like he has lost his heart and he needs to find it. And it covers the past and how Ken remembers his brother, uh, his older brother, Sam Ichijoji, who was the original wonder child of the Ichijoji family. Like, everyone went wild over him. His parents got some pretty big egos because Sam was a genius. 
and Ken was the ignored child. Like he he wasn't even focused on all that much. Uh, whenever he would speak, they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, Ken. Like, were you saying something? We were just so surprised at this great thing that, that Sam did. But then we see uh, a few times interspersed Sam and Ken bonding over bubble blowing because Sam isn't very good at it. But Ken is because, uh, as quoted multiple times, he's very gentle. And this is a theme brought up multiple times in the episode of Ken being very kind and gentle. Of course, as we know from a few episodes ago, Ken has the crest of kindness, which he doesn't necessarily believe he should have. And we'll get to that, of course. If, if you wouldn't mind so, me cutting in just for a second as well, um, it is interesting and important to know that the words for kind and gentle are uh, homophonous in J Japanese or homophonous okay. or however you pronounce that. So the same Homoph word means both of them. Yeah, so the same word okay. means gentle and kind, which is why in the dub, every time they talk about Ken, they use gentle and kind, because they weren't really sure which one to use. I mean, I, I think <laughs> both make sense, and I think both add to it. Yeah, so that's also the name of the crest of kindness, is that same word, so it's it's like a recurring okay. theme in this episode. Because you can't say you're a good bubble blower because you're because you're kind. The, the subs liter literally do say that. <laughs> well, that would be weird, and... Uh, <laughs> That's why I. That's why I'm saying the other way. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, keep going. Uh, Sorry for interrupting. Anyways, no, no, that's okay. I just was saying stupid things like usual. But uh, so there's a point where out of uh, Sam's computer comes an original Digivice, like that the other Digivice have. They don't know what to do with it, and Sam is eventually just like, "Okay, like I'm putting this in my drawer. Don't touch it, Ken." Uh, Kenny boy, uh, you're not allowed to to play with this. But Ken, over the years, over time, he feels like resentment towards his brother because his brother's always in the spotlight. His brother always has attention on him. And also that Sam kind of hated him. There's a point where Ken discover, uh, pulls out the Digivice from the drawer and gets sucked into the computer and then comes back. And then uh, Sam is like, hey... Don't touch that. Slaps out of his hand and is like, never, never touch my stuff again. Uh, and that's when sort of Ken really resents Sam. And he wishes that because he's so mad that his brother would just disappear. Of course, as we've seen, as we know from a past episode, a recent past episode, when the Digimon Emperor is defeated, Sam does pass away. And Ken carries this guilt because he believes he is the one that caused it to happen. So Ken ends up receiving an email on his brother's computer. It's it's very it's very strange and cryptic. We'll get to it more, but it's basically sort of this strange message from someone about how he has to live with this burden, and about how Ken has to live with this burden, and how there is a better world that is better a world that is better for him, and he can be free. So to open the drawer and to use Sam's Digivice. So he does that, he goes back to the digital world, but similar to Kari, he ends up in the dark ocean, and he he wanders around for a bit before dunking his Digivice in the water, and it turns into the Black D3. And that is when Ken talks about how, like, this is, this is mine now, and no one will take it away from me. Like, no one will take something away from him for once, and essentially, like, this is where his turn starts to begin. In the dub, there are a lot of like uh, other quotes from him throughout the beginning of the series that are layered over, like as as he's as he's pulling it out. And so at this point, Ken ends up 
waking up, confused that his parents are crying, confused who they are. It seems like he has amnesia. And he's just he's just very confused and doesn't really like know what is going on because still he hasn't found his heart yet. So there's a point where he thinks about Wormon, manages to go back to the digital world and ends up in Primary Village. And during this, Ken's mom and dad are freaking out again because once again, Ken is gone. They think he is going to, he will have left for good, basically. So in the Primary Village, Ken encounters a lot of Digimon, little baby Digimon who are telling him that he has done very awful things. He can't run from his past and he has hurt Wormmon and like Wormmon won't come back to be hurt by him again. And Ken has another breakdown and he knows that he's done cruel things. He he can't run away from that, but he can move on and he'll he'll use, uh, he'll, he'll take the memories of his time with Sam and Wormmon together to to move forward and that is when he can feel the crest of kindness he gets that back and he finds Wormmon's digi-egg and it hatches into Leafmon and now Ken finally lets go of his resentment and his his darkness and vows to move on. Uh, also there's another part I forgot to mention where earlier in the episode when Ken goes into the digital world it covers the events very briefly of Tag Tamers, where we see him with Ryu Akiyama and Wormmon in a desert, which, you know, uh, Ryo, we saw him in our war game, we've talked about him before in earlier episodes, and we will see him again, so it is very interesting to see him in the dub. I was very surprised to see him included in the dub, I thought it would only be a sub thing, considering, they you know, they don't reference Tag him Tamers. Though, do they? Yeah, they don't, like, they don't say who he is or anything so they don't say who he is it just no. you basically it is, it is a very brief shot of ken baby ken wormon and rio in a desert a uh gazimon i believe attacks and wormon defends ken and again is, is brought up the gentle and kind thing so this episode has a lot in it and frankly i think this has been one of the strongest episodes of the series to date between adventure and o2 Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Since I might, I, I might have controversial, I might have controversial, controversial opinions about this one because, maybe I would have been like more happy with it if I'd watched the sub. But I just thought it was really hard to follow at times. <laughs> like there was just a lot going on. I mean, my biggest issue with with the, at least with the dub, I don't know how it is in the sub. Is it is very tell don't show. But I also understand that there is a lot of exposition yeah, and understanding there's... you have to put in to even begin to... Like, there is a lot you have to explain to understand this. And okay. I understand that, but it is just kind of frustrating that it is so... It is overwhelmingly tell, don't show at times. There, There is a lot of narration, even in the sub, but there's a lot more in the dub. Like, there's... They won't let it be quiet for even a second in the dub. Like, there's always someone talking, whereas the sub gives so you more quiet moments. So my theory was during the bubble-blowing scenes, a lot of that was quiet. Yeah. And is that true? Okay. That's what it's I either, figured. Either quiet like, or like altered dialogues with less on the nose. Yeah, I, I figured like I took multiple notes where I'm like, there is no way they were talking this much during this. I took it a lot as they needed to say like as much as the dub does you know, and I'm not gonna pretend it doesn't the, the, the dub does add a lot of dialogue in to, you know, keep scenes noisy or whatever. It does do that. But this I also thought there was a lot of cases where like they were having to explain things or explain around things 
because you know the, the for the audience to actually understand what was going on <laughs> i just felt like ken was just speaking like god ken speaks so much in this episode and like almost like long unbroken sentences and there's just so much going on and and, and i just find that i don't know i feel like there's way too many there's too much stuff going on in this episode like there, there is i think the point where it kind of started to lose me was when ken woke up and he's like who are you and he's got amnesia or does he and it's just like what, what is this that's, yeah that, that that's, that's a, that. a huge mistranslation i was going to talk about that later um Ooh. yeah that's that's that was very strange and, in the that sub and the uh in the sub what he sorry. says is who are you to me because okay. like, he's he's asking <laughs> okay. them like what he means to them and what they mean to him essentially like what their wow, relationship that's is. That's a really big change. And I mean, the, his parents mistake that for him asking, "Oh, he has amnesia; he's forgotten us." And then he gets depressed that they don't realize what he's asking them, and just kind of like that doesn't correct them. But Ooh, it's, I like, need to watch the sub because jeez, because yeah, his his the, they they make it very clear in the sub that. Um, his brother in the subject called Osamu, um, when he died, his parents started treating him like that and even called him that a few times. They, they straight up say, uh, after Osamu died and Ken started studying, it's, uh, we had Osamu back. Like, they, they straight yeah, up say that. They, like, they, 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 they mentioned that in the, in the dub too. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, how they finally had the, the child that they wanted again once Ken started yeah, studying. They, 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 they make it more explicit in the, in the sub because it's less that, like, you know, we finally had the child we wanted and, and more, we, our, our son came back to life. This is our, our yeah. dead son now back again. And a lot of that discourse is why Ken has a bit of an identity crisis in this episode because he's not sure who Ken is anymore. Which is why he yeah. was in like kind of existential journey in the second half of the episode because he's trying to find out who he really is when you peel away all those layers of that things. makes it even better, frankly, yeah. of, of 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 people that he's like the, the masks he's put on. And I think the single best moment in this episode, in my opinion, is after Osamu slash Sam chews him out for you know touching his stuff and going like going to the digital world. The glare off of his glasses and the framing of that shot makes it clear like that's just the digital emperor right there. Like that's that is one hundred percent what he based that costume outfit on oh, was his older brother. That was my immediate thought too. Between and, the yeah. hair, the the glasses, it is that's we could talk for a half hour about that shot alone. Yeah. I feel like I'm and not like, even kidding. I think it was such a good decision, even though they have to do a lot more exposition as a result. I think it was such a good decision to put this after the last arc instead of during it, because it would have been so easy to put this episode like right before the finale, so that you feel sympathetic for him going into it. I think yeah. the placement of this episode is very intentional in a good way because instead of making us feel sympathetic for him, it contextualizes his actions. So instead of making trying to make you feel bad for him, it makes you understand him. And I think there's an important yeah. distinction there because yeah, like I think too too many media, like too many pieces of media, present a villain with a sad backstory and expect you to feel bad for them or like expect it to you know redeem them or whatever. This episode like explicitly says no, redemption's not that easy. You you have to put in the work. And yeah. I like, I like that a lot. I like the placement yeah. of this episode after the last arc makes it more effective because instead of seeing, oh, he's just like a sad villain, you know, he he doesn't want to be evil. He was just driven this way, and instead it's like, no, he's he's done evil things. Those evil things are a part of him. He just has to overcome them now. Yeah, like he he even openly admits, like I have done horrible evil things, like Wormon 
does deserve better than me but i want to i want to work better mm-hmm. work more and work harder and to become better so that way i am deserving of wormon like i i sh- like like he feel like i was like even like these baby digimon like these are like sweet babies like they are like you you've done this you are the reason your partner is gone yeah. uh you have uh torn up the digital world and you have made it a mess like you you cannot run from that like they make it clear that he will not instantly be forgiven and even with his breakdown you see like he knows he knows that he understands he won't be instantly forgiven but he is willing to to put the work in he does not at any point expect to just be forgiven and for that to be done and to be like well character development's all done he he knows he has to work for it with what he's done and that is probably one of the best parts about this yeah it, it's so refreshing to see a, like a an anime just straight up say like, oh, you're you're doing this because you feel bad, not because you actually want to make it better. Like that's yeah, that's exactly. such a good they, call they, out. They outright say that they they're okay, like, but, hey, yeah. you're only doing this so that way you don't have to feel guilty anymore. Well, and the baby Digimon are like, yeah. well, just don't do it then. Like, don't and, don't bother. And I think that's why I love this episode so much because you're you're 100 percent right. It is very expository. There is tons of you know info dumping on you. Uh, some of the moments are very stilted, even in the Japanese version. Like, I can't get over how many times in the sub he just straight up says, "I have to find my heart," like over and over and over again. That's yeah, all so the, hokey. That was that was so yeah. disorienting too. It it's, is it is so much. It's so hokey. But despite all that, despite all those flaws, I still love this episode so much because that core is so good. Like you could strip away yeah that fifteen minutes of exactly the episode, it. and that seven minutes of good stuff would still make it my favorite episode. Yeah, this is easily one of my favorite episodes within Adventure No. Two. Like, I I can firmly say that like this episode launches Ken into my top three adventure franchise characters. Yeah, like so yeah, like, like Tom, you're, you're totally valid in in not being super fan of this. I you're not wrong about any of your criticisms. I think despite that, I still love it though. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's what it, I was saying. It all comes across as fairly. Um, I don't know. It doesn't do it it's, for me. It's, 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 it's just, don't show uh, the, and it's very heavy handed at the, times. Here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem that I have with it. Okay, so first things first. Sam, his character, in the dub at least, felt all over the place. Because he felt like he was trying to, they were trying to portray him as being like a figure, like an older brother who hogs the attention and and, you know, is, you know, Ken's forever in his shadow, and then they have like, oh, he's a caring older brother, and then he's like, no, he's actually kind of an asshole. Like, they, 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 those, you know, obviously, great, multifac- multifaceted character, that's fantastic. You've got 20 minutes to portray all, and you're going to try and portray all aspects of this character we're only just being introduced to. It doesn't really work, um, especially when it's like all flashback scenes and stuff. It's just, it's just a bit. It's just a bit muddled, I find. So his character kind of felt all over the place. I wasn't sure he was meant to be. Especially with the scene that, like... Yeah, the scene where he looks like the Digimon Emperor was really good. Uh, like, just a nice visual. I thought that was fun. And I like it. It was yeah, kind of like... As, like, a, a subtle nod. Yeah, like, but they, they, don't, I, they don't explain it. I, they don't call attention to, like, that was the moment I knew what my costume would look like or whatever. Like, it's it's very much still subtext. It's very heavy yeah, subtext, so that, that was but it's cool. still subtext. So that was cool. But, like, I... Overall, it was kind of like... I'm not sure who they're trying to tell me who Sam was himself to Ken. And here's where I I kind of wish what here's what I kind of wish they'd done is why are we only learning about this character now if he's such a big part of how Ken has got to the point where he is now? 
Why couldn't they have like? I think it's, it's, l- we haven't had, we have had to look at we haven't had to look at Kenneth as a character only as a only as a villain so far. I mean, there's a there, point there has been uh, there has like been episode absolute... nine on he determines to only be the Digimon Emperor. So I think that I think that's why we don't need to see or or know about Sam until you you take that layer away from him and you and you reduce Ken to no, his most I, base I, form. I, I, completely disagree with that the, 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 we have seen so many we've seen a ton of episodes so far which have spent time showing ken in the real world you know doing interviews kicking dogs or whatever you know th- there's been plenty of time for him to you know hint at his backstory hint at his past with his with his family and his his dead older brother and and they just don't they just dropped the dead older brother on us like two episodes ago it feels very rushed and there's no reason for it like they I, just I'm decided disagree, to cram, cram I, I just everything in this one episode. Was a good decision than, to leave until after. Just because okay, I don't yeah. think uh, that making you feel sorry for him or making him sympathetic before the big showdown really, really accomplished that much compared to breaking him down and then building him back up again. But they did already kind of want to go down that route because you have things like. Like, okay, so the, the Wizardmon scene, for example, where he explicitly shows up for one purpose, and it's to tell them, you know, you have to... Oh, I forgot what his quote was, but it was basically, you know, you have to you have to defeat the Darkness, and the Digimon Emperor isn't the enemy, the Darkness is, or whatever. I forget his exact quote, but it is basically a massive red flag to say, oh, this is this is going to be about redeeming Ken, or, or, like, breaking Ken out of his spell, or whatever. Like, there is no... There was no pretense, or I guess it's kind of hard for me to say because I'm obviously watching this with hindsight. But it's not hard to figure out. It doesn't feel like it'd be hard to figure out that, like, yes, Ken is going to become a sympathetic character. I mean, he's the first human villain. It'd be kind of weird not to do that. Um, so that's I don't know. I just feel like they it would have been stronger, and it would have made this episode, which um, admittedly I've only watched again. I've only watched the dub version, which is yes, it feels very compressed, but I can't see any scenario where that isn't somewhat of a fault of the of the original to to an extent. Even if the original was, you know, better edited and all that, like like the sub tends to be thanks to runtimes and all that sort of stuff being longer. But yeah, yeah um, I just that, I don't know. Yeah, I um, I personally think that I I don't all those flaws you 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 mentioned they're they're for the most part valid, but they don't I don't think that they distract from the what makes this episode so works so well for me and that's like the emotional core and you, you mentioned a, a, a bit ago that you're not really um sure what you're supposed to feel of uh osamu slash sam and I, I think that the order that the information is presented in the episode is very deliberate where at first you only see you know him being a jerk off and uh generally like a a, a bully to to ken and it's only once he starts to like look back on things and try to like because they, I can't remember if they say it explicitly in the dub, but in the sub they straight up say that uh, Ken has been like almost like repressing his happy memories because he he's he's just been a habit of wallowing in his sadness they and in his his self pity essentially. They explicitly say that in the, in the in the dub, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like him, those happy memories of of Sam being a good brother are him recalling and rushing, oh yeah, he was nice to me. I just only remember the bad stuff because that's what I wanted to remember. Like he was so bitter. And okay, yeah. so maybe, maybe the script. That, maybe and I, the script th- I think we're also looking at either. this through the lens of uh, Ken as he's growing up, because obviously uh, he's looking at him. We're not looking at this necessarily. 
uh, the scenes of Sam of the Ken of now necessarily as much as we are of the the toddler Ken of the Ken in who in the moment was hurt by um, Sam when he slapped the digivice out of his hands. The Ken who enjoyed being around his brother and was like in awe of him uh, when he complimented his bubble boy. We're, like we're seeing that Ken. It's not. We're obviously yeah, getting it's, the, it's, the information from the Ken of the present, yeah. but we are we are grounded in the Ken of those moments when we see these. Is how I see. Is how I. Is how I feel about it. Yeah. Um. I was just kind of caught between whether or not he like actively, because it talks a lot, obviously, about how he wants to disappear and stuff like that, and and you know, um, and then he doesn't obviously, you know, and then he regrets that, and then he kind of becomes the emperor and got kind of falls apart. Like. I, just just to be clear, I don't find the thread of this episode in terms of it recapping what happened to Kang hard to understand in its like in the, in the, in a big picture sense. Um you know, he lived in the Ken he lived in Sam's shadow. That annoyed him. Um you know, Ken Sam was, you know, angry. Could be angry with him sometimes, but generally was a good brother. Uh but, you know, Ken wasn't able to see that and when Sam died can you know retreat to the digital world again and then eventually became the digital emperor because of you know reasons but there's a lot of detail in here and again especially in the dub um which feels it just makes it feel like you're missing vital details even though if you step back and look at the big picture of the episode i think it does work really well and it's a nice emotional episode even if i think some of the scripting and so on is a bit kingdom hearts like it's it's, it's just a bit kind of it's very it's it's very sort of hokey and not really like a human being would speak, but um I think the performances do a decent job of 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 anchoring it somewhat to reality. But anyway, like I was saying, the overall big picture I think works fairly well. It's when you watch the episode, there's a lot of nitty gritty details of like um and I know these are details that are gonna tie into like how the video game plot and stuff like that like you have the voice in this episode of what i presume is meant to be millennium mon um you know egging ken on to like you know um you know aren't you tired of being baby don't you want power basically oh no you'll you'll see you'll see that's that's an actual character in zero two who shows up later okay fair enough but like that is not i don't know there are better ways to flag that then for example, because that feels like a character that isn't going to show up again. Well, no, actually, no, I don't know about that. But he just feels like a character that's he, kind of there, and it's not given the appropriate amount of like, you know, signaling or foreshadowing. This character, or... this character will show up by the end of Zero Two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. don't, don't okay. worry, that, that will get resolved. I think when you when you see that, like, it, it is more satisfying in retrospect, even if some of the details are a bit eh in execution. Yeah, that I'm not, specific like, detail I'm not... is fine. Put it this way, I didn't leave this episode, and, and maybe, and you know, possibly this is because I had my assumption about who it already was, but there's no part of this episode that leaves me thinking, oh, we're going to see that character again, like, which kind of feels like a mistake, but I, I know it's not the, I know it's not I mean, the, the email as a this. whole is very, is very confusing and sudden, like, I'll, I'll admit yeah. that, like, yeah. and maybe it's just the dub, it feels, like, written very, like, strangely, like, in terms of, like, how it is written for the show, not necessarily in you, both yeah. for the show and for in universe. It feels very strange and sudden, and like I, I, to- I totally get that. Yeah, yeah, stuff just happens. Like there is okay, one scene that I know is because you've already touched on it. Definitely know is from the Wonder Swan games is, um, 
the uh, the scene where he's in the desert with with Rio, and I think it's a decent choice. And maybe he speaks a bit more in the in the sub or something. Or, or sorry, maybe he speaks at all in the sub or the, or they name him in the sub. But I think it's a good idea to like have him there in the background. It's like if you know what that is, yeah. then that's cool. If you don't, yeah, he never he never that, says he never says a line in the sub either. That's cool. Did they name him or anything? Like, do they? No, they they don't name drop him at all. Cool, perfect. That's 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 a, that's a that's very a, that is a very smart choice. That's a nice that's a nice nod. So, but it kind of it still kind of has the problem though of you've got you've got. I feel like I wish they'd explained or shown a bit more of like what Ken actually did in the digital world because it shows him like we know his partners weren't mom. You know, we know we've known that from very early yeah. on. We know he's in the go. You know he goes to the digital world, and I was also kind of trying to follow the time frame of like, did he do all of this while he was in the digital? Was he in the digital world when, when you know when 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 Sam said, "Don't touch my digivice," and he goes, "Well, sort that. I'm going to touch your digivice," and he goes to the digital world. Um, or even if, if, even if he does go to the digital world, then that's what I was trying to figure out: is if it happens at that moment, or it's after Sam dies, or what? Yeah, like, so I was trying to follow. There's there's a, there's the a timeline it keeps suggesting, and I was like, oh, I can't keep up. What's going on? Yeah, this is this so, is the problem I was talking about a few weeks ago with like assumed knowledge. The, this episode assumes knowledge of the the Wonder Swan game, uh, which at this yeah, it, and, I, and that, that is that is a very understandable problem. To yeah, have, but which, even which at this episode, point, even within the which time at this point only of, came out like four weeks earlier. Like this is this is a very small time frame, so I don't. I don't yeah understand why they assumed you would know this but the the game starts here with with uh osamu putting the device in the in the cupboard and ends with ken exiting and having his brother say where what were you doing where where were you right perfect but yeah it is that's confusing i feel bad for the writers because they they probably were looking at these scenes going what the hell is this because they didn't have any idea what uh what was happening in the the games what's a dang wonder swan it also just makes me wonder if like the writers of the of well sorry not the writers uh jeff and bob it makes me wonder if jeff and bob were looking up this script and were like aware of any references to this at all because there is a sense of bitterness in this episode that, that the good old-fashioned jeff and bob like are like snideness uh when they get an absolute kind of ball ache of a script to deal with uh because there's a scene okay here's the best line one, I've got to say, I absolutely love the like super bitchy uh, baby Digimon in the primary village. I thought that was hilarious. They're so good, and, like really cool. <laughs> they're so like, good. Beyond the beyond the point where like they're telling you know um, uh, Nazi boy to shut the hell up, which you know as they should do. They're also like you know it's also just funny that they that they're just willing to just do that and they're just these little little blobs. I love that. <laughs> but also you they have one where he's film. just like. You know, you know, you've you've burnt you've burnt the bridge. You've you've spilled the milk. You've you know, I, I, and it's like I can't think of any. I'd say I'd say more, but I've run out of cliches. Yeah. <laughs> Just thinking, huh? I'd like to see the Japanese version of that one. Like if, if they if he was just reeling off cliches in that one as well. But, no, it's um, it's pretty vicious in the Japanese version. Like it, it's like all uncomfortable how how cruel they are to, to him at that point. Yes, and you know what. It's well deserved. Ken sucks before now, yeah, and I mean, like, even now, technically, you could. It's up near where there's the Digimon Emperor sucks. sucks. He totally deserves yeah. getting roasted. Here's, so here's here's the the line that he says in in the in the Japanese version and says he says, um, "All of the good and bad you've done are are part are uh, compose the whole that is you. Uh, if you can't accept that, then you will just uh, 
languish away with the rest of the filth of this world. <laughs> like, see, that's that's such a Kingdom Hearts line. Like, that's it's, that, that's where it's the episode. Really Drag him. <laughs> it's it's really mean. Like he he's basically like like calling him out for for trying to whitewash his past, essentially. Yeah. And you know what, as yeah, I said, seems... this episode has made Ken one of, my, one of my top three characters of this series. Totally deserves it, and that's why I love him so much, because he totally deserves being dragged like this, and the way uh, Ken accepts it. But there's great. A, there's two lines from from uh, in this episode that I loved a lot. One in the dub and one in the sub. Um, so in the dub, it's in the flashback to the uh, Tag Tamers uh, plot. After Wormon defends Ken from Agazimon. Yes. Um, I, w- I was going to want to bring this up because it is really good. Yeah. How Wormon tells him that um, he's kind and that's great, but it's not enough to be kind. You have to be strong and kind or else someone will uh, you know, be able to take advantage of you. And I think that's such a good message for a show like this to have. Like, Yeah. It's it's good sure. to emphasize like, you know, both you know, traditional strength and like strength of character. And I think that having both of those in equal part is is an important thing to, to talk about especially since most of season one basically just focus on every character only having one good trait essentially yeah and what i appreciate about it and this is me get veering off a little bit not veering off but like extending it a little bit it's like in a lot of media especially for kids it's not that like male characters aren't kind or are, are told they can't be kind but i mean given the landscape of of the, the role models we see and like how uh, it is seen to be a strength for boys and men to to just be strong of like being, you know, like str- strong as a person and like to disregard other stuff besides that. Having a character tell a young boy like it is okay to be kind and gentle and good. I think that's like kind of important and really good. Like that's a big thing that like we probably didn't have as much of back then. And I think that's a really great like lesson to tell of telling this character, like you are, you are good. You are gentle. Like you are, you are wholly good. And that is good. But also to go on and say, but make sure you are strong enough where you aren't taken advantage of for your goodness. Like, I think that is just like a really good, like lesson and like thing to derive from that. Yeah, yeah. The, it, mo- the, mo- the, mo- the moral core of, of the moral core of Digimon has always been, especially adventure, has always been very sh- strong. And it's, it's sometimes a bit hard yeah. to pinpoint, but these are these are good examples of like mm-hmm. that in action. So, yeah, I I agree. That's nice. That's nice to see. And and I think yeah, in the context of it being a kitchen, because I think it is delivered very um, plainly, maybe or not plainly, but like matter of factly. Um, but I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the, I think in the context of who the target audience for the show originally was, then then yeah, that's that's spot on. Yeah, totally. And so, so before I get to the second line that I loved, um, I should just highlight that like a big re- repeating line in the Japanese version of this episode is Ken wondering why he was born essentially because right. his parents seem that. like they're so <laughs> happy and proud of his older brother. So he, when he doesn't get attention from them and they don't pay any mind to him, he basically just keeps thinking, like, why was I born? Like, why why do I exist? What is my purpose in this world? And mm-hmm. um, when Ken and Wormon and his, uh, you know, baby form finally reunite, in the dub, um, like, Ken breaks down and hugs him and says, thank you for giving me a, a second chance. But in the sub, instead he says, this is my favorite line in the entire series, he hugs him and just says, thank you for being born. 
Oh, wow, that, that is... That is super, super powerful to oh, me in the context of this episode and what we know about Ken me. as a character. Oh, wow. I need a moment, frankly. I'm not even kidding. I and need a moment. Someone else talk. It's it's really good. Like, I know it's it's a bit, you know, cheesy. It's a bit over the top. But just <laughs> yes. the, the framing of that line and how it comes at the end of an episode that dealt with this dilemma is really powerful to me. Like, it's a great mic drop for... I mean, this entire arc of of existential grief and having to live with your mistakes and whatever. I don't think that's even <laughs> yes. being cheesy. I just think that's being like very like genuine and sincere and earnest. And I mean, like as we've noted multiple times, even as Tom noted just like a moment ago, the moral core and like this core of like earnestness and genuineness has always been such a strong part of Digimon and. That exemplifies it Yay. perfectly of just how outright, just blatantly earnest Sweet. and just genuine and out there it is. And that is that is a, a perfect part of showing what Digimon is as a series. Yeah, yeah, it's why it's, it, it makes the show work when, frankly, it shouldn't. So uh, it's, yeah, it's cool. Um <laughs> I, I feel I, again. I just feel like such a like unemotional knob at this point for like not having, <laughs> not being able to get past some of the dialogue, just being really hokey. But the, no, the, I mean, the, the, yeah, I and think, I think that performance is, is a large fair. part of it. Lo- one thing that I really, I'm of two minds about this because okay, so Derek Stephen Prince, yes, does does a good job as always as as Ken, but the script here is so word salad that like I think it kind of he, he can only do so much like this is probably one of his weak performances just by just by virtue of having such a god awful script to work with like quite frankly yeah. so he's trying to cram in like a million if, words a minute it feels like whoever voiced Sam as well was like chosen at the last minute and given no voice direction because he <laughs> oh, reads his voice every so single weird. line yeah like he reads every single line like he's reading it for the first time <laughs> oh the Kenny boy thing is so strange to me. That's, like, that's that, that was like oddly funny. It's 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 it's. It sounds like I don't know. It just sounds like someone who is. It sounds like like a distant uncle or something that's trying to like get money off him or something. Like it doesn't sound like his brother or like or like a ten year old boy or whatever the hell he's supposed to be. So it's uh, yeah. Okay, uh, Steve Steve Staley, as far as I can tell, uh, he also voices uh, Ryo and Tamers and Koji Minamoto in Frontier. I that's uh, weird because I think I, the wiki I checked credited to, to credited to uh, Kirby Morrow, but maybe maybe that was okay. Incorrect. I I'm having a lot of trouble even finding uh, it right now. So okay, yeah. Uh, Maybe that was maybe the wiki I checked was wrong then, so because I checked another one and I also saw Kirby yeah, Morrow. Well, so R R I P Kirby Morrow, you're gone too soon. You're a good voice actor. We're sorry for for dunking on you this one time. Yeah, we're sorry. We love you still. Uh, but yeah, so like that's again like maybe maybe I'm just overly sentimental. But that line really hit me hard. And no, I mean I I totally and again I think this is also just me like this episode resonated with me because I think like the these types of stories always like they always feel effective to me of of what 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 ken goes through and i mean this also does it very well in my opinion i mean like as noted still there are still some problems with this episode i won't deny that uh it's written kind of like it's kind of stilted at times 
there's a lot of tell don't show it's a little weird and how they they do things and i'm sure it also has some of those problems in the sub but i mean this episode uh with the stories trying to tell between sam and ken is just so strong yeah and like yes. the that line like that thank you for being born is made even more powerful because just like in the dub how after he says thank you for giving me a second chance uh, and then he goes back and says to his mom, I'm ready to give you a second chance. After he says thank you for being born, he goes back and tells his mom, like, thank you for giving birth to me. Which is like, oh wow, it's... you know, turning the entire, like, dilemma on his head, where he, he's finally realizing that he wasn't born for a purpose. He has to, like, you know, find his own purpose and define who he is as a person. So this is what he, he's just thankful for the opportunity now, I guess. And that's, I don't know, that's, that's good. That's, I like that a lot. No, it is. And it... If I can bring up something that I also found really good, there's the point in the episode where um, I I thought it was like really strange, like really strange to see in terms of like seeing it in a in a kids show of Ken's parents like admitting like we did fail as as his parents, uh, and please give us another chance to be better parents too. Like that, like that also like really hit of like they're all. And who knows if we'll see more of it, I don't really know, but in a similar way to Ken, they are also realizing that they have made mistakes in their past with how they treated the young, their younger son both before Sam died and after Sam died. And they realize that they need to to move, that they can't run away from that, but they have to move forward and be better. And that theme is shown a lot in this episode, it feels like. And I really, because each time they do it, it works very well. I mean, this, this is just me. I, I just think this episode is really good. Uh, my notes for this are twice as long as episode 22's notes. Yeah, I think it's a testament to, to how well the core of this episode works, that even with some of the messy, um, I guess, like, you know, uh, outer layer stuff, like the ex- exposition and all of the, um, you know, like, weirdly stilted dialogue choices and uh, kind of... Uh, it feels like a lot of these scenes are just kind of put there for the purposes of of informing rather than explaining. But that being said, that the stuff that works works so well that is all I can think of. Like I've been thinking about this episode for years and years and years because of how much it, it hit me back then. Yeah, and I, so. I think I, I I mean Tom, I totally understand if you aren't vibing with this episode. I think that's super fair. I just, I, I have a lot of good things to say about this episode, and I don't want to, I hope I'm not coming off as dismissing your own thoughts on this. No, no, not everything's for everyone or whatever. Um, no, I mean, I um, I have another question about this. Uh, what the hell is the Dark Ocean thing? Because <laughs> it, it just turns Digivices into D3s now, that's a thing. Like, And I'm it guessing... immediately drove uh, Ken into being evil. But I mean, really? there's Tenement. more reasons for that too that we'll see later, I'm sure. Well, yeah, so why did it do that to Kari or TK or anyone else who was there? Okay, that's there is, it. There is, it I see this a lot with O2, but they will explain it later and how no. satisfying yeah, yeah. it may be. Who that's up in the air. Yeah. But they are they are going to they are going to explain okay. at least some of this stuff. Yeah, just just know that it was initially going to tie into the Dark Ocean plot that Chiaki Kanaka was writing, but that didn't turn out to happen, so instead they had to kind of cobble together an explanation from the plot they did end up going with, so the explanation might not be as satisfying yes. as you like it, but there is an explanation later on. At There's this an, point... And at it this also... Po- um, I, sorry, Sloan. Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. I've got another question. No, go ahead. At this point, were they still following Chiaki's 
idea, like his his like script, as it were. It's or his like. I, it's his, unclear because he definitely didn't write this, but he wrote the Dark Ocean to set up no. what was going to be the final arc of the series, and that didn't end up panning out. So right. Instead, they won. I think around the end of this arc, so before we go on the world tour, uh, is when they completely changed gears and scrapped the plan entirely. Okay. Uh, so at this point, they still they wow. were still leading up to Dark Ocean stuff. They just didn't end That's up committing to it. Was which would probably cool. make sense why in the episode prior they were like, I wonder if there's another enemy. Well, yeah. But I think that was that kind that's, of line That's of, what I'm going to say. That line of thinking, that kind of like awkward uh, segue would work or, or could apply regardless. Uh, but anyway. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. But I mean, like, that's a, that's a, that is a reasonable, uh, like, tease to make yeah. for you setting up this big Dark Ocean arc. And you have sure. Ari and TK being like, ooh, hey, like we've been to the Dark what? Ocean. I bet there's something evil we got to deal L- with, you guys. Like, like, like you said, maybe they should have actually <laughs> like recalled the Dark Ocean. Uh, like, hey, remember that weird place we went to? Anyway, exactly. Um, I, am, I, am, I, am, I am annoyed that I couldn't get into, as, into this episode as, as either of you, but it's, it is what it is. Um, I'm a stickler for I don't know. I, I feel like with Digimon, the thing I... Okay, for one thing, I generally come to this episode with, like, a very sort of vibe in, in parts so that I'm looking for. And I don't... That doesn't necessarily mean that I don't like when it goes darker or whatever, because I think it can do that stuff well at times and has done in the past and more. Like, and you know, the end of Tamers is extremely heavy and works in a big way for me. So maybe it's just I think adventure specifically is something that I don't necessarily want this tone out of it. Because um, like the implications of what's going on here, well, not even the implications. They're like, like this is a story about a kid whose brother, who's kind of mean to him anyway, uh, at times, gets hit by a car and dies. Like that's you know that's a lot when you're talking about your sort of fighting monster show i don't know so uh, yeah it's it's just a lot where it's and i don't want to come off as like basic or whatever but like it, it just comes across as like a big sort of a tonal like swerve as it were no pun intended um dang so tom just... you're so basic <laughs> uh, but yeah i i yeah, like i say uh i'm i'm rambling a bit now so i'll just say i wish i was no it's okay more than uh, this episode so scrafty I have a question for you, and I'm going to keep this vague because, as far as I understand, we both know what this is about, but Tom doesn't know, and I want to, like, I kind of want to, I don't want to, like, outright say it because I I have, I've avoided outright saying what these things are, so I want to avoid outright saying it. Go for but, it. I just can't remember, more likely. But What was but, that, yeah. Tom? Uh, it's probably, if it's something that happens later on in this series, then it's probably just something I don't remember. <laughs> but Yeah, um, but there is a point that, as far as I can tell, uh, Ken shoves Rio out of the way of something in regards to Millennium Mond. That and... is what you think it is, yes. No, I I know that's what it is, but is that seen more clearly in the sub? Because I don't really recall that moment happening in the dub, and I'm not sure if that's because I have Goldfish Cracker memory or what. <laughs> it's like so did, it's... did Ken did Ken shove Rio out out of the way of anything in in the dub? Is my question. Um, I, don't, I do not remember that scene. It doesn't at all. happen in this episode. No, that, that's flashback to later. 
Oh, okay. So so we don't see that just yet. Okay. So never mind then. No, yeah. The, the sum total of the flashback in this one is just the Gazimon attack. Okay. So so I am I am working off knowledge from later. That's perfect. Great. I know too much about this dang series. Cool, cool. All right. Is there anything else that anyone had to say about this episode before we move on to our valued reader mail? I do. And that's how would you all like to learn more about the drama CD Digimon Adventure 02 original story colon 2003 spring dash and Ken and Sam. Sure. What's well, what's what's up with that? In theory, it's... in theory, but your, your, your voice there makes it sound like I shouldn't want to... <laughs> Because whenever I bring up a drama CD, I have to make it as menacing as possible after the first drama CD, but it's not as bad as as that, I can promise. Ken did not witness any atrocities, but it is interesting, if I may continue. Uh, It is called the... So this is, um, of course, taking place in 2003 in the spring, and of course, each of the the six new Digidestin, Davis... Or Daisuke, Takeru, Yori, Miyako, Ken, and Hikari each have their own brief little uh, stories. And we're going to ignore the rest of them and focus on Ken's, which is Spring Sunlight. And so it talks about how this is the third spring since uh, since Sam Osamu has died. And he's changed a lot then. Uh, and it's basically just talking about his life. But he sort of begins to understand that... Uh, Yes, Osamu was always in a bad mood and was always cold and was frequently cold to him. Uh, and he comes to he starts to reason that maybe he really wanted to be nice to other people, uh, but necessarily didn't know how to do it because he was demanded to grow up so fast, of course, uh, by his parents and by the world at large. And he was always being evaluated and compared by someone, and he didn't get a chance to freedom. And so they didn't have a chance to, like, you know, do things as kids, like, play, like, run around, like, the city, that type of thing. And, like, things that didn't bring any value to them at all. And they weren't uh, able to fully enjoy, like, any type of freedom. And uh, it notes that he tried to become like Osamu after what happened. Without, and he says, he without even considering the suffering you went through, I felt like I had to become you know that I had to beat you or else I was a failure. Blindly, I continued to, to spit my contempt to everyone around me. I had to be the only genius, someone that no one would be able to beat. And he he basically goes over this whole thing of uh, thinking about his brother and what he had to sort of deal with being this amazing genius that we know Ken has, has been uh, earlier on in this series. And sort of, it ends with um, Ken thinking, like, there's a lot of things that he's had to do afterwards, and he'll stop counting on the things that he can't do. He'll st- he'll stop sort of, like, looking past as to all these things that he feels he has to live up to, because he's sure that there's many things he can do. And he, at the end, it says, brother, thank you for teaching me many things. And it is, like, it is, like, a very just sweet uh thing looking at past this series and afterwards because of course this was released in april 23rd 2003 of ken being able to go back and think about all of this and sort of understand or try to understand what he feels uh osamu has gone through okay yeah no that's that sounds like an interesting uh ground to cover considering how much uh that stuff is kind of left to implication in the sub at least 
and who who knows whether this may be considered a uh, canon or not, but it, it is meant to sort of fill in that sort of those plot ideas. And I, th I think it's just very interesting that uh, there is so much like cursory development built in like all of these outer parts of the series. And of course, whenever there's a drama CD, I need to bring it up. That is that is a lot at this point. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, we, I've already consigned myself to this path and I will never stop. It seems like O2 has the lion's share of the of the drama series. And yeah, I think this is just the I'm point gonna... at which merchandising was in full swing. Like they didn't expect the original series to be such a huge hit. So now that it is, they had to like, cram out as much up. merch as possible. Okay, so as far as I can tell, uh yeah, so O2, from what I can tell, had three drama CDs. Uh and then one which uh funnily enough uh both the uh digimon adventure original story two and a half year break that i famously brought up on episode something of this podcast and this one both came out on the same day which is kind of interesting of how they are looking at such very different times in the lives of the digidestin but yeah uh out of all of these series adventure o2 has uh the most drama cds between the one we talked about last episode, uh, an Armor Evolution-focused one, and then this one. Yeah, I find the notion of the drama CD such a strange thing for Digimon specifically, because it feels like it should be, on the surface, such a visual show. Like, such a, you know, you... you, you part, uh, An element of why the show is appealing is because of the, the, the monsters and so on and so on. And I guess it speaks a lot to like the capitalization or such that they were that they felt confident that they'd be able to pull this off. I mean um, this is basically the Gundam I image would, with wow cool monster but then Greymon Nova blasts over your head, like strong emotional cores, yeah, sure, life sure. lessons, strong character development. I, I, I get it, but I think I think a lot of it is like I think I think a lot of it's like tied into um, the the initial hook, and it's like the you know come for the X, stay for the Y. You know that's more it's more that kind of thing. So I think the drama CDs is interesting that they kind of. I mean, like, t tell me, is there still like fights in these, or is it literally all character moments? I'm not suggesting it should be one way or the other. I mean, there is there is a drama CD uh, called. Let me get back to it. It is called uh, Digimon Adventure Zero Two Drama CD Armor Evolution to the Unknown, and it is a, a multi-part series that is focused around the Digimentals getting mixed up between the kids and getting these uh, new these new Digivolutions and fa fa fighting fight fighting like different enemies. So yes, there are there are um, battles involved in at least one of these, as far as I can tell from the ones I've read. Uh, the other ones are more solely character focused. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, it's 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 a cool. I'll have to like read some because I assume yeah, there's like translated script versions or, or yeah, there like, there are. I can I can send you the translation. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, point, please do. Or I can I can please put do. it in the Discord because, like I said, like I think they're very fascinating in a strange way, like to have yeah. all of this i mean say what you will about the other one i necessarily don't think it's all <laughs> that super either but it is just interesting to to see this yeah sure. to to know that they have put so much effort into these characters 
and this is basically a multimedia franchise, at least it in is. Japan. Uh, it is, and, and the it's such UNC a sh- they went to. And it's such a, it's such a, it's kind of a shame that this stuff no, never came over. Not even necessarily the audio stuff, um, although I'm sure that would have been an interesting project to see localized. I, I, I think a lot about the. Okay, no, I just, I, okay, here's what I was going to say just then, and then I'll, uh, and then I'll join her at the end of why I realized it was daft. Um, the, I was like, why didn't they bring over the games? That, that would be, that would be, you know, really fitting, and it's not like they didn't make Digimon no one games knew what over here. Like, was. Yeah, and then yeah, it's like oh yeah, because they won the bloody Wonder Swan. That's why. <laughs> like no one, the console that I'm pretty sure didn't even, if it did get released in the in the, in the US, it probably wasn't getting localizations of text-heavy JRPGs. So, um, why didn't they bring over the stage play? Why didn't they just? Pull That's what I want to know. <laughs> the stage play, right? Yeah, yeah, because the Pokemon. We're gonna Pokemon watch the stage play one day. The Pokemon stage play did so well, so you know, why not? Gonna watch that. Go look. I don't care what. I want to watch <laughs> go that. I need. I I need us to, to go. I've seen too many gifs of what occurs, and I'm stuck <laughs> in this hole. And yeah, um, I'm sorry that you all have to deal with like my weirdness of bringing up audio drama CDs and stage plays. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm, I'm, I, I like used... hearing because I've always been like peripherally aware of this stuff, but I've never actually like taken the time to check it out myself, except for the Armor Evolution one, because I was a uh, a dumb uh, child who was excited about the prospect of cool new evolutions. Right. Uh, I just want to give my favorite thing that I think uh, Tom you'll enjoy. Uh, the main reason why they end up getting the digimentals mixed up is because just Joe runs into everyone and they all drop their D terminals and pick up the wrong ones. <laughs> and I find that so hilarious. Nice. It is the most perfectly like Digimon, like Joe Keto thing yeah. of whoops, I ran into you and now here's different Digimon. You know what the biggest bummer of all that is? Is that because if you go on like the Digimon wiki or whatever and, and like look up look up the the different armor evolutions and like the evolution chart for that and whatever and some of it is based on like i think like digimon world ds or something like uses uh, which is technically a digimon story game i think um that, that lets you use the armor forms and stuff so it kind of makes some extra ones for having that mechanic in um but the ones that made for like okay so uh, okay here's what, I'm tra- here's what i'm trying to say vmon Vmon's armor evolutions look like Vmon. You know, they look like they literally look like Vmon wearing armor, but then and then like Vmon's body's altered a bit as well. You know, like and then you have like Halcyon yeah. and yeah, so they look like the Digimon, the Digimon they come from. Um, a lot of the armor evolutions just seem random as hell. <laughs> like there are some that are pretty cool. Uh, I really like um, Prairiemon. Is really cool uh, as like a. I oh, I love video- Prairiemon. Yeah, it's like the Diego of Kindness on Patamon or something like that, and and it gives Patamon like basically makes Patamon yep, long. That's exactly what it is. Patamon long and gives him like a Wolverine claws, <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Um, so but for the most part, it's kind of just like random, um, and that's that's kind of a shame. But I guess if it's in an audio scene, I have to. I have to give fine. my shout out to uh, my favorite like off. Off-brand, great value armor evolution of Togemogumon, who's Wormon with the Digiega friendship, who's just like a big like porcupine hedgehog with ice spikes, <laughs> and he's just so adorable. <laughs> nice. Yeah, see, I think one of one of the ones that was planned but never used in the actual series is uh, Sagittarimon, because if you look at that, like 
it looked like a cross between um, Flamedramon and, and Ragedramon, so I'm pretty sure they were going to have a third armor egg that was like a cross between their existing two, and then abandon that until Frontier came around. See, I'm surprised they didn't bring in... I mean, and it makes sense because at that point we have a, a normal Digivolutions, but they didn't bring in a, a Buchimon, Puchimon, uh there were other jokes I was going to make, but I will uh, <laughs> not make them. I'm sure you when all can When Puchimon isn't on the uh, screen, is no, the other Digimon and the, the Digiega Kindness. <laughs> Sorry, Sloan. <laughs> I was saying, when Puchimon isn't on the screen, all the other Digimon should be asking, where's Puchimon? <laughs> and that's why they couldn't include him. Um... Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, yes, the, uh, no, the, the I, some of those forms are a bit, yeah, a bit of a, a, a bit of a, uh, a bit of a way. Armor revolutions in general, concepts that I feel like could have gone a lot further, but maybe they just looked at the sheer amount of, like, you know, uh, combinations involved and stuff like that, and um, and just thought, we are, we are, we haven't got time for this. <laughs> we need to move on to I still, I still love armor that. evolutions, and I yeah, always will. Been- they're, pre- they're pretty cool in like in, in like a in like Bring... a sort of dorky way yeah yeah put Shuriamon in arms too bando namkai <laughs> bando namkai <laughs> bandai bando... namco <laughs> bando namkai <laughs> that's pretty bando funny. namkai um, wow i'm not getting uh, i'm not getting that job writing uh last evolution kazuna 2 anymore <laughs> <laughs> oh god also, please don't make that. <laughs> Just leave it, leave it be, goddammit. Um, Oops, more Digimon. L.E.K. Yeah, Digimon Adventure, colon, Last Evolution, because, you know. Good. Um, yeah. Let's, I, let's get to some of that good reader mail, then, if we <laughs> are done talking about drama CDs. If you want yeah. to ask us about what our plans for Last Evolution, Kizuna 2 are... You can send those all to diginovacast at gmail.com. Sloan, what's that email address again? It's diginovacast, D-I-G-I, novacast at gmail.com. It sure is. And this week we've got a email with two great questions from friend of the show, Violet DeBoer. And she asked, number one, if you were transported into the digital world and got your dorky digital O2 outfit, what would it be and who would wear the goggles? Oh... That's that's a really good question. I feel like we have we have been waiting our whole lives for this question without knowing it. I oh, this is tough. Yeah. I think for this for, is basically design yourself as an OC. Well, that's easy then. I would have a leather jacket and cowboy pants. Yeah, ever, you see, you you already have yours. <laughs> Did they ever explain where the clothes come from? Or why no, they get clothes? They're just silly clothes. You just get silly clothes. They're just there to be cool. Did they ever explain why TK and Kari don't get <laughs> don't get clothes? Technically, they do because they're in their summer outfits, and then they go into their. So I don't uh, know. True. Uh, true. They aren't special true. enough. Also, yeah. Ken doesn't the... get a special Digi World outfit, so no, that uh, idea sucks to is suck, Ken. Really silly. <laughs> well, I don't know why they did it. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure actually. Uh... I don't know, I can barely dress myself. No, let alone yeah, just think of, what's, what, what outfit would you wear if you were 12 and wanted to look cool and there were no fashion standards? Ooh, okay, that's, that's, uh, the, that's, the, best, that's the best way to explain the, the Zero Two outfits. Pikachu onesie. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> we're going to get DMCA'd for that. You have to change your answer. Um, uh, uh, Agumon onesie. Okay. 
No, okay, like there that, we go. It's, Perfect. Like, it's like that Miku Nendoroid where she's dressed like Ag- Agumon. <laughs> You're dressed as Miku, dressed as makes, Agumon. Oh god, uh, it makes me mad because I would really, I, I just like a normal Agumon Nendo, if possible. Please. <laughs> oh, me too. Um, oh well. Uh, yeah, the the. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I like to think also maybe just like a mashup of like various like silliest parts of like the O2 kids costumes. Like, got TK's bucket, bucket hat, Yuli's, like uh, flight helmet, y- Yule's yeah, Yule's like goggles. Uh, uh, you've got Davis's uh, you know Guy Fieri jacket. Um, you've got uh, I think I, I, I know that's it. I know, I know just jeans. <laughs> Just, just, just normal jeans, um, and then and that's it. I, I want, and so I want a cool, wow. a cool blazer with like the the button up shirt and like the the, the, the short tie, like probably like a like a school uniform type of thing, but like cool and like maybe there's a, let's go with like a cool pattern on this on the skirt, like maybe like maybe some flames, and I don't know some cool like torn like stockings and like cool. Like combat boots, but like also bright colors to contrast with the combat boots. I think that's what I'm feeling. That's that's pretty great. I like that. Who gets the goggles? Exactly. This is like where we all do the each one has a, a gun drawn on the other <laughs> to do, to des- decide who gets the goggles. Uh, that's that's tough. Because everyone hand... wants the goggles. I'm gonna put my hand on my nose. I'm not it. I'm not ready for that kind of responsibility. Okay, I'll, Tom, do you want the responsibility of the goggles? Oh yeah, totally. Okay. Well, there you so, go. So, so, do, so do I though, but I, I, I kind of already said uh, I, I'd be happy with like Yule glasses or whatever, but uh, even better if it, the goggles. So I um, I need to admit something. When I was a kid, I really wanted to buy goggles because of Digimon. <laughs> And like wear them. Hey, I'm we, not even what? kidding. This hey, this we. is who I was as a child. When I was younger, I had really sensitive eyes because of a uh, eye surgery I had when I was younger, and so I I needed goggles to, to swim. Like even in like freshwater, I, I my eyes would hurt if I had no goggles. And every single time I put them on, I'd just be like, I'm like Digimon. <laughs> oh, lucky. Yeah, I I just really wanted to buy like really nice ski goggles or something just to have because that was like Digimon. It's me, Digimon. <laughs> John I am. me all along. I am the Digimon. So the answer is, I get the left goggle, Tom gets the right goggle. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, like wear, them, you wear them together like a get-along shirt. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, next question. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, the second thank you, oh, thank you. Thank you for that first question, by the way. That yes. was really fun to think about. That was a good one. So I guess the second question is, what would your uh, dream live-action movie be and who would star in it? Bonus hard mode. It can't be based on our war game. So okay, so, so wait, repeat that again. Sorry. So, uh, what would your dream live action movie be, and who would the star be? For for Digimon, to be yeah. clear, right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Oh, and it, it can't be our war game. Mm-hmm. It can't be our war game. I want them to make a really weird. Uh, hurricane, t- like, give me uh, David Lynch's Hurricane Touchdown. <laughs> no, I'm not. That would that be. Again. <laughs> that would be no. That would be so good. Y'all after uh, Hurricane Touchdown with me. There we go. 
that's but that's also like i i want like a really weird director to do to do hurricane touchdown i think that would be fascinating and also i feel like cgi is mostly good enough like where you could like like obviously i think like the animation in golden regimentals is king as we've said like we we covered this all last week uh but i just think you there is enough room for the cgi uh, where you could do some cool trippy stuff with a live action hurricane touchdown movie, in my uh, opinion. Get, oh, get, is, uh, is, uh, David Lynch on it. You have a whole new uh, fighting uh, Cherubim. Will give a whole new purpose to fix your heart or die. Get get uh, get Gas get Gaspar Noe, the guy who did um, uh, uh, Enter the Void. <laughs> to, to, to oh do god. It. Yeah, I'm not ready for a, a super dark, violent Digimon movie where someone gets their <laughs> head bashed in by a fire extinguisher or yeah. whatever. Or whoever, or whoever did uh, color in space or whatever. It's called. Okay, yeah, so. no, you know what? I would, I would be cool with Richard Stanley doing this. He's, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. Now, what I want is, um, I want. Okay, so my ideas for Digimon, I, I kind of like the Tamers idea where it's set in the real world, where like Digimon is like a media franchise. That yeah, is a very good idea. Up. Because that, that, I think I feel like that's fertile ground, especially with like a live action setting, um, where you know even the dodgy CG can like if it, if it's dodgy or it looks a bit weird, it can be kind of like written off as like oh, but they're computer programs anyway, so of course they look like that's that. smart. That's really uh, good. Um, and also, I want a tech startup to be involved. So there's a tech startup that's making Digimon. Um, Elon Musk's then, making they Digimon. They <laughs> they, do, they don't actually realize they're not making shit. They're just tapping into an already existing digital world and kind of just being kind of like it. Very similar to like if it was just like a, a, an incompetent, annoying Silicon Valley version of the of the Hypnos stuff from from uh, the Juggernaut stuff from uh, from Taylor. Okay, I'm I'm totally so that's the kind of thing this. I want to go with. Yeah, yeah, and then I'd want um, uh. See, that's the thing, though, because it's not a direct ad- adaptation of anything. So I'm not sure who'd want it in the cast. Like, you know, you just get some plucky well, who, kids who, who or Who would you want to direct um, it? Let's, let's go um, with that. I would want... I'm not, I'm not sure. I guess... I... Uh, Edgar Wright would be fun. Ooh, that would be like pretty he's fun. Probably got, he'd probably got the right energy for something like that. Um, if not that, then... Um, Oh, the guy! Oh, I'll tell you who. I'll tell you who one. Name Nacho Vigondo. <laughs> the guy that, you would be, that would be pretty dope, actually. I don't know who that is because I'm an uncultured swine. He did Colossal, which is like one of my favorite movies of the past decade. He did what? He did Colossal, which is one of my favorite movies of the past decade. No clue. Um, it's okay, got Anne Hathaway in it. Uh, oh, go, go watch that film. Tell you what. Yeah, just, go. Just, yeah, go. Don't look up what it's about. Just go watch it. You will have a better. Wait, is it scary? Though. Is it scary? It's not no. scary. No, it, Are it you does just get saying it, that's so like can get, watch a scary thing. It's not it's scary. It's a bit. It just get a bit real. It's not scary. Okay. Yeah, there, there are there are some parts that like um, it sort of touches on some some like heavy topics in in spots, but yeah. it, okay. it's re- it's really it's really weird. It's very fun in spots. You have to remember that I'm a coward at heart. It's very satisfying. It's not horror. There's no horror elements in the slightest. Okay. So yeah, no, no, nothing like that. Um, okay, so that. I'll check that out then, maybe. But yeah, he's got he's got a good fit for. Uh, something involving uh, monsters hanging out in the real world. So, um, so yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Um, no, I, I I honestly would love someone to give that a crack one day. Like I put up on, like I said on the uh, Twitter account recently. Um, do it, Netflix, you cowards! Make a live action Digimon show. 
if you can do it with Yu Yu Hakusho, then you can do it with uh, you can do it with Digimon. <laughs> people show me the baby. The I hands. say as I look at a terrier mon from afar. Yes, exactly. Shave yeah, the, the you child. know what? Based, jumping off of that, I'm, I want this directed and starring Werner Herzog. <laughs> yeah, I I want him as Jedi so badly. I want I want I want to see Werner Herzog in the. <laughs> In the the Jedi robes oh. with his ponytail. But do you do it like like covering both pre Digimon Adventure and during Digimon Adventure? Exactly. There you go. Yeah, it, it covers you CGI Jedi. Werner Herzog to be young Werner Herzog. No, no, you, you get um Ewan McGregor as as young young Jedi. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Perfect. I, yes. Oh, that would actually yeah, that would work really. I mean, that ex, that divorce was very expensive, so he needs the money <laughs> right now. Oh God, that was funny. Um, so so yeah, um, that would that would be my my dream movie. It would be I want to see Werner Herzog in in the the full costume, um, using his you know Oscar winning director chops to say stuff like, "You must find the crest of courage to proceed," or something like that. That would, that would be my I'm dream. I'm here movie. for that day one. I'm I'll I'll line up in theaters right now with my mask. You know what? Just I'd want... That's very irresponsible. Don't do that, everyone. <laughs> I would want, I would want Adam Scott in the film somehow, just because I, I like him and I want him to be in more films. He didn't seem I like mean, he, can, he can be he Hiroaki nowadays. No, I mean there are there are multiple Jedi's, not spoiler, but he could be one of the other Jedi's. I think I think it'd be really funny if he was if he was Hiroaki. He's got the same kind of chaotic energy. <laughs> could a depressed you're, person you're make right. this? Could a depressed oh, yes. man do yeah, this? Yeah. <laughs> Takes videos of Bakamon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nice. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's our I guess that's cool. our answer for Thanks that. Thanks for then. the question. That, that, Thank you that so much really for cool. that email. That was a, that was a lot of fun figuring <laughs> that out. But on yeah. both of them. Totally. God, Digimon I'm goes just, to the movies. I'm just gonna have I'm just gonna have friggin' Werner Herzog as Jedi in my head all day now. <laughs> that's that's you say that like it's a bad thing. No, I know. I just like just thinking about him saying like those those creepy half um like half uh. What do you call them? Apparisms? Um, about nothing. Don't in forget to recycle, but in the Warner Herzog voice, or yeah. always make sure to recycle whatever that line was. <laughs> it's like that that one tweet that I love, um, where it's like, uh, it says Werner Herzog voice. The drama lies not in the fact that the child sees her mother kissing Santa Claus, but in the choice that the mother now confronts, admitting either that Santa is a lie or that love is a lie. <laughs> That's pretty good voice. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Win a Herzog voice. Thank you. I, it's like the one impression I can do, aside from apparently Wormon. Yeah, I was gonna say also Wormon. When we do our radio play, you're gonna play Wormon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's 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 what I would love. I would love. I would love to see this weird cross section of talents. Yes. My favorite thing about Detective Pikachu was like the weird, some of those like bizarre choices you got to see in that. Like besides Ryan Reynolds, obviously, you then you had like, you know, um, uh, Ken Watanabe was in there, Bill Nye was in there. Like, yeah, just... Bill Nye was the weird. That was the weird choice. Yeah, Bill Nye can, will sometimes do some stuff where I feel like he's just doing it for the like the money, and he probably was to an extent. I mean, like, for, it's, it's, for it's this, based, the best like, part is. The best part is, I, I, I watched an interview with him. He started off this one for the money. Like, he fully admitted, yeah, I was doing this for a paycheck yeah. at first. He got but then into when he yeah. started filming, he got legitimately into it, and now it's level 50, level 15 in Pokemon Go. Yeah. I'm proud of him. 
Yeah, he, he was good as he was good as uh, him voicing him him voicing you two in that film was really funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stupid. It's uh, it's the equivalent of like Jake Gyllenhaal and like um Kate Blanchett like signing up for the MCU movie so then they can like get their check to do all like their weird indie stuff for the next like five years. Yeah, it's basically that. Like I just it's just so adorable that like this old man fell in love with Pokemon while doing it and apparently. Part of the reason why was he wanted to buy something to do research on his role without realizing his character is entirely original and doesn't exist in any Pokemon canon. Oh, that's so, hilarious. So he just went to the store <laughs> and bought one of those, like, Pokemon guidebooks, like the ones that are just like a Pokedex, essentially, that has everyone in it. And he just started looking through them and, and started going, yes, I like this one. That's that's incredible. Like, that's I'm, like, genuinely in awe of how, like, pure and incredible that is. It's like... Oh, one second, let me... Okay, so he yeah, so he says he was asked what his favorite Pokemon is, and he, this is this is his his quote. So he he says when asked, uh, you know, like this this major star when asked what his favorite Pokemon is, he said, "I think the ancient Mew is my top top favorite because it's so majestic, it's elegant and powerful, and it has within it this um, certain primordial grace." Okay, Pokemon fan club uh, leader. And there's something so funny to it. So he said that um, while they were filming, he he caught a slacking, and that's his, his favorite Pokemon in, in Go as well. Yeah, slacking, good taste. That's just that's so funny to me. Just that's Bill, so great. That's Bill naiving. Pokemon, Pokemon is fan. something very good. It it very much is. In the words, in the um, to paraphrase the words Tokido. of Tokido. But huh, thank so you, yeah. Violet, for that email. That was. That, that was, was good very one. good. Do we have any other emails by chance? Uh, that's all for this week, but please send in more. Um, you, you know, the next episode's already going to be out, or already going to be in the bag, rather, by the, by the time you hear this. But, um, you know, for the new year, we always love get getting new new stuff to read aloud. So uh, please send them in. Uh, let us know be what you Be the first you want person to, to email us for our first 2021 episode. Yes. Make it and good. then you can put that on your resume, I'm sure. You can put that Absolutely. on your resume. Yes, spend time spend time over the holiday period uh, watching some Digimon. and That's a good plan. Yeah, tell us what you think of it. Uh, or get yeah. one, play one of the games. Play one of the Wonderswan, Wonderswan games and then you can you can tell us um, Let us know it. how incomprehensible it is as a um, early 2000s uh, handheld JRPG. <laughs> Yeah. I bet that game is really it was really tough to play, not for the language differences, but for the gameplay. <laughs> it sure yes. is. Sorry. Speaking of gameplay, Scrafty, where can we find you? And have you been doing any play game lately? Some gameplay in your play game? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm on Twitter at Scrafty Devil. Um, lately, I haven't been up to a whole lot, to be quite honest. the The year is still kind of winding down for me, so I've already committed that I'm gonna keep uh things light for the time being until i finish work uh by the time you're listening to this i'll be done work already but um just because i want to i want to be able to focus on this last stretch and don't get sloppy right at the end of the year but once that's over and done with i'm planning on uh doing quite a bit of gaming actually <laughs> I've, I've got some stuff lined up i, I want to uh, finally play the doom eternal dlc that's been out for like i think almost a month at this point i still haven't touched it um i really want to get into um, 13 Sentinels as well. That's something that everyone tells me is amazing, but I haven't had a chance to to try out yet. And I'm also going to start doing uh, Ring Fit at some point during this holiday season because um, 
it seems like a super fun activity, even without like the you know the fitness aspect of it. So that's the thing. Hey, twenty twenty one will be will be ring fit buddies. I need to get back into that. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm not like unhealthy or whatever. I just feel like you know you could always bear to have a bit more cardio. Yeah. Oh, totally. What about you, Tom? What have you been up to, and uh, where can we find you? Yeah, I mean, uh, Ring Fit is definitely something that I feel like I should get back to, um, amongst other things. Uh, just there's a bunch of VR games I've been playing, so I can um, uh, add those to my list of like more act- more active games, let's say. Um, and who knows, maybe I'll start playing Taiko again. But uh, Taiko and Tatsujin again, but we'll see. Uh, for now, I'm just playing. I've got a few things on my on my like uh, plate, as it were. Um, trying to think. Um, yeah, I got. I just picked up Paradise Killer because I was kind of interested. I, I really yes. wanted to play that. And uh, you have to I, let me I know was, what you think. I kind I of will, had a thing I where that game so much. I was, I was, I was looking through like the sales and stuff, and I thought, um, I actually bought it before the sale, <laughs> like a day before. And I just thought, I just saw it, but it was kind of one of those things. I was like, well, I wanted to get this anyway, and also, and it's like an indie project, and you know. It seems really unique in that, so I don't really care. And also, it's only like a few pounds difference, I think. So, eh, I'll, 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 I'll gladly hold that L, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've got that to play. Uh, I was playing a bunch of stuff at Apple Arcade. Um, if you, uh, Alba's Alba, a wildlife adventure is something I've played, and it's on Steam. And it's coming to Switch next year, and it's on Apple Arcade, and it's very, it's very fun. It's just like a nice, neat game about picking up trash and helping out the community and stuff in like a island in the in off, off the coast of spain and it's it's really cute it's really fun um dead dead simple good message good vibes uh i i highly recommend that um probably last you about three hours total so that's that's cool too um yeah that's kind of what i've been playing animal crossing all that standard stuff and Sephiroth since Smash Brothers now, so I've been playing some of that, um, or oh, and will continue to do so. So, uh, and you can find me on Twitter at ColdManHots, uh, as always. Uh, Sloan, Sloan, what are you up to? Where can we find you? You can find me at Sloan Rosette. I have been playing Grindstone, and I really love Grindstone. It just came out for the Switch. Yeah, Toronto I'm represent. That game was made right Toronto, Yeah, city. Toronto represents. I a friend of mine uh, is one of the narrative. Uh, writers for the game oh, which is super cool that's so cool you'll have to, to introduce me sometime because that that, that yeah. sounds like a super cool person to know like that that game is so good i i got uh on apple arcade back when it launched i think like last december and that's like i think the most play game i have on there right now i've i've been playing yeah, a lot of I, it since i since i subscribed to and it's and it's it's down good yeah yeah it's i was like i was already interested in getting it and i was like "Ooh, this looks really good and i'm not like normally a person for like the the gross out like aesthetic that it kind of has but it's just cutesy enough where it's not too cute, but it's also not like completely like just gross, gross. And it is just a lot of fun to, I, I told myself um, the other night, I was just, I wasn't feeling super great. I was after I had edited for a while and I wasn't feeling super great. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll just play a little bit and then I'll tire my brain a little bit. So I'll, so I'll fall asleep real easily. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then I ended up staying up till past midnight. So I think that's a pretty good sign of how good that game is, just in my opinion. <laughs> Usually helps when I can yeah. play like two hours of that straight. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's it's really, uh, um, 
regarding the look of it, I think it's nice that they have like a they have like a filter, obviously, to like well, not obviously, but they have a filter to turn down the blood and that, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, and, and there are options the... to like to skip like smashing up all the enemies at the end when you when you beat certain enemies, you get to press it's... the A button a few times and smash them up, or you can just skip that, which I also think is like a nice little thing. It's like, hey, like yeah. they the gross out aesthetic is there, but you can sort of opt out a little bit if you want to, and I think that's good. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, it doesn't bother it's, me, it's, but it's, it's kind of, of like, fun. I have it just set to default, so um, I've just loaded... Yeah, uh, oh, I, I, same, I, same here. I've it's, literally it's, just loaded... Like I said, uh, with the way the aesthetic looks of how cute things are, it's like, it's not too bad, where I'm like, okay, I can I can chill with this. Cappy makes, but... makes cute games, although it's funny to compare this, uh, which is, I guess, the most similar game besides this that I can think of is Critic Crunch, which was out on like PS, PS3 and... Right. Steam and that. That's, that's, kind of, that's got that's got yeah, that was, that was a while ago. Um and then that's got such a different a different look. It's, it's all very um wholesome, let's say, uh, for want of a better word. Um so yeah, it's kind of funny. But but yeah, um I would say yeah, if you've got it on Switch, the Switch version seemed like it was really expensive. So like Twenty bucks. Uh, it's right? it's fourteen ninety nine right now. I th- I think that's perfectly worth oh. it. I'm like forty levels oh. in. I've been doing like the daily runs, and okay. frankly, I don't. I mean, I I was like, okay, like I'll splurge. I'll treat myself. I also bought Calico, but I haven't played that yet. I heard there were some bugs in the Switch version, so I hope when I play, like that isn't the case. And I hope that was just like hearsay that a few people had heard from when they when they told me about it. Hopefully, because that game also looks really nice and serene and fun, and I would hate that to be marred, so we'll see. It's got cats in it, though. It's not bugs, it's cats. It's got cats in it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And then, uh, other than that, uh, I was ready, actually, earlier this week to complain about In Shadowlands, uh, Torghast. It's their, like, roguelike uh, instance that I talked about last week and really loved. They buffed it so much to the point where this week it was very unenjoyable, but everyone was complaining about it so much that they like reverted a bunch of the the buff the um, buffs they gave to like enemies, and then like buff player characters in it. So it's like okay, Blizzard actually did something good with game balance, and maybe I'll enjoy it next week. So uh, Shadowlands <laughs> is still pretty fun. I'm getting more into the story of my campaign, and I'm still liking it. Uh, but yeah, uh, not much besides um, mostly grindstone because that's a really good game and play that if you can because it's really fun sweet yeah and so next week which technically we are recording this tomorrow because you know end of the year is coming up we're all gonna be busy with holidays but we still want to close out 2020 as strong as we can for everyone so before you listen to this uh or before you listen to the next one we will be covering 24 to 25 and we are we're get, we're gonna start getting into the, the thick of things pretty soon we're coming up on some big moments pretty soon that i'm excited for and yeah it's gonna be good yes there's there's one moment very soon i'm very much looking forward to i think i know what you're talking about yeah you know what i'm I'm sure you know what i'm talking because it's probably the exact thing we're all pretty excited for (laughs) honestly my memory of this show is so is so terrible that like i i genuinely don't know but that's great I'm, I'm excited to find out whatever it's 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 whatever the, it's that the, is. the joe mimi uh date obviously Duh. Uh, okay well i know that didn't happen so that yeah depression anyways <laughs> so this has been the nova cast and we'll see you next time thanks everyone yeah thanks everyone